welcome to another edition of Banter and Babble. I am the Dude79, and joining me always, the world's biggest piece of shit, and my uh, my uh, super awesome colleague, Mr. Fanboy Tone. Mr. Fanboy Tone, don't fucking care. But we are joined by somebody who is very much a great person. I wouldn't go that far. I'm going that far. I definitely right? want to go that this, far. This show has been elevated greatly because of your presence, because you make up for his end. Oh, well, yeah, but yeah, we could I'm, also I mean, put, that like, goes uh, without saying. That goes without it. saying. Yeah. But welcome, Braston of the Seven Dungeons. Yeah. Thanks D&D for having D&D stream, me. Monday night, 7 p.m. Eastern. Every Monday, just about. Right here on Twitch. Welcome, my man. I am happy to be here, finally. Um, talked about it for a while, but it, it worked out, so I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, obviously we consider you a friend, but the real reason you're here is this. Yeah, we this, needed more of this. This is the reason that we're bringing you on. We don't give a shit about your opinions on anything. Nothing um, else. Nope. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you're, you're one of the top three sexiest D, uh, DMs out there, but this is why you're here, my dude. What like are we it. drinking? What are we drinking? This is Ginger Dead Man, my second homebrew beer. It's an amber <sighs> ale spiced with um, home-mixed gingerbread spice. It is glorious. Now, we had this uh, uh, about a month or so ago, I believe it was uh, last in the show, or maybe a month, month and a half, whatever it was, but uh, um, instantly it was like, yeah, wow, this is really good, and then he's like, well, I'm coming up, I'll bring up some more. I'm like, yeah, do that. Yeah. Please. How long have you been How long have you been uh, brewing beers? So I started, I think I picked it up in <clears throat> September of last year. Okay. And I did my first one, which was, um, God. Uh-oh. already forgotten um the jackal holder jackal holder Jesus. yeah thank you he knows. sorry Jeez. um it did not turn out well it did oh no what happened to the, it? the flavor was good um the it did not carbonate uh, it was flat uh, and it was probably about 15 percent alcohol uh, it basically okay. turned into a wine flavor was good but uh okay so not a total loss yeah so so um we're kind of tossing some names around for the next one i've got a chocolate peanut butter porter coming that i'm going to squirt some raspberry into i'm gonna squirt drinking it yeah i hope so so i'll be bottling that tomorrow <laughs> really excited that sounds yeah. fucking hot. Tr- i've tried to find a way to somehow integrate myself into that naming process so yeah and i think we've got one i think we've but, gotten one or two here yeah maybe. we've got we've got some names but yeah. i'll be bringing some up when we come up for Midland Mall Comic Con. <laughs> yes. It'll be bottled. It, it'll be probably still a little flat, but <clears throat> drinkable. No, dude, we're excited. Actually, uh, we wanted to bring that up. Um, Draston and uh, some of his crew will actually be at the Midland Mall Comic Con as well. You'll be running some DM, uh, D&D sessions? We will. I've got um, uh, Sikowski Jr. that's in the chat right now, and uh, uh, you'll know him as Grayson from the campaign. Yes. Um, he was, uh, when I came to Ohio, he was uh, my first DM here. We actually met in a comic store. Oh, really? I, yep. really, I thought you were going to say like a glory hole party or something. No, like that. But no. no I I mean, com- yeah, that's yeah. cool, too. That's cool, too. Yeah, it was kind of a friend of a friend situation, and we got really close, and now he's in the campaign, <clears> and uh, he's a fantastic DM. Yeah. And his, I already know what he's going to be doing for, for the time. To- oh. Oh, see? Ah, this oh. happens when I'm working out, too. Um, <laughs> He's working out. Yeah. <laughs> Beefcake. Um, his stuff's going to be really good. Uh, I already know what he's working on. Uh, you're, uh, whoever's at his table is going to really enjoy that. So so I have some questions about this, man, because it's always been something um, that I've been curious about. Now, how long have... Uh, first of all, let's get into your background. How long have you been into D&D? Well, it's kind of a checkered past. Sure. And it's a whole show in itself, because... 
growing up in the 90s in a very conservative town, mm-hmm. uh, we lived through the Satanic Panic, which if you don't know what that Ooh. is, go to YouTube, type in <laughs> Satanic Panic. There's oh, some yeah. great videos of the stuff that happened, and it definitely happened to us. So we used to play everybody get together and nine times out of 10, you never made it out of the tavern. Cause everybody was just, <laughs> I mean, you didn't take it real seriously. Right. Um, I had a campaign that went going for a while, mm-hmm. started moving and everything. Um, but it wasn't until I got back into it was when I went to that comic store mm-hmm. and we were just playing games that night. It was a game night and Mike Grayson, um, he's like, he had wanted to start a campaign going right. and I'm like, well, yeah, I, I freaking love D and D. So let's, let's do it. And it just got into that. Um, our first group kind of fell through. Um, and we started up this second one as a one shot three years ago. Oh, wow. So this campaign has been going three years. Oh, three years. So we are, we, we beat the spread because most groups fall apart. Like I think they say like 10% make it to from like one to 20. Oh really? And here we are. the The guys are, I think, level fifteen now. So we'll be finishing this year, and then we'll be looking at campaign two. Now, 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 now you mentioned these campaigns. Now, I've always been curious. Now, as a dungeon master, are you responsible for creating the campaign, or do you do you go based off like the books and and, and that stuff? Like, how do you craft a campaign as a DM? Like, what all goes into that? So, so they have adventure modules and mm-hmm. anybody that's looking to get into this and do the DMing part, I highly recommend doing the adventure modules because you pay 15, 20 bucks mm-hmm. and that's going to give you monsters, settings, backgrounds, everything. So you still have to do prep. And mm-hmm. it also gives you kind of a starting point. It does. It does. Cause it, and Waterdeep's a good one. It, it was done. Uh, Matt Mercer worked with that one. Um, Curse of Strahd, I, I would stay away from that one as your first one. It, it's uh, it just like uh, Tomb of Annihilation and, and some of these others. There are about 30 of them out there. Pick them up. Oh, really? This campaign, I'm actually, I've written the entire thing. So everything that people see online, I spend every Sunday spending hours mm-hmm. writing and putting Do you the story draw your in. inspiration from the like the actual source material? Like, how do you, like, how do, how do you do that? That's got to take up so much time. It does. It does. And a lot of it comes from... I'll watch a show and that'll inspire me about something sure. and then I'll, I'll put it in there. And as long as I can get the story point and then I bounce a lot of stuff off a of tone. He's one of my creative directors is what we call him. Um, and I'll just be like, Hey man, I was thinking about this. And he's like, yeah, that. but what about this, this, and this? <laughs> Do you not know that? Oh, and I just, I, I'm almost, uh, it sounds made up, but go ahead. Continue. <laughs> no, no, literally on Sundays and stuff like that. Like a lot of Sundays he'll bounce stuff off of me. And then like, you know, cause I used to DM a lot of years ago. I play a lot. Of so like, We'll bounce some stuff back and forth, and I'll say something. He'll be like, "What about this?" I'm like, "Yeah, do this and then this." And he's like, "We'll do that and then this." So we'll like build this stuff off together, and then some stuff he'll use, some stuff he won't. But it's kind of like a um, times just take my input. So yeah, once I start writing, uh, a lot of times I'll take. Um, I knew that one. One of my friends, Contango, he told me about this. Um, it was a humble bundle. Mm-hmm. There was like 700 DRM free songs that you got for like five bucks. Are they all based on like D&D? Yeah, like yeah D&D. it's all fantasy music. <laughs> okay, okay. So, okay. so what I'll do is I'll, I'll pick one of those songs and I'll listen to it while I'm writing, and and it'll start flowing these like emotions through me. So I just start just going and going and That's going like and your, going. Your inspiration, yeah. Music. Okay, okay. And then okay. you just super focused, and then then my my team of players, um. They, you just then have to react to them. So like, not everything is scripted. A lot of people are like, "Hey, is that is that all scripted?" No, I give them nothing, <laughs> much to to their detriment. But I mean, also, I think it's also a testament to their ability, you know, to get, like, working with you know not as much as you would think. 
Oh yeah. And if you go back and like watch our, our really early stuff, which I'm sorry, it's out there on YouTube, but it's really rough. <laughs> it's, it's really rough. But where my players have come from that starting point, mm-hmm. I mean, me and Mike have played for a long time. So, so Grayson and Scar before that, he was fantastic at the role playing, but the, uh, Blaylock, you know, he came along really quickly with the role playing. And then, uh, Zoramir just, this is a guy that in our first session in mm-hmm. combat, he's like, is there any furniture in the room? We're like, yeah, I'm going to hide under the table, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so we were, we were like, what? This isn't, you're not even doing this right. And now he's had this really emotional arc where he lost his brother and there was this burial and all this stuff that's going on. Mm-hmm. And, and that has really, uh, really driven it forward. So Man. Oh, it's so man. much fun. It's it's really so really in 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 the best way to put it is that you have like almost like this this backdrop this idea of a story, and you know you you know you got to get to point A, point C, but you let the players kind of fill in B for yeah. the most part. And, and as a DM, you can kind of funnel if you need to. There's certain things you could you know do. You've obviously had the power, but the best is just letting them kind of ride through it through the conversations. And you know, like you said, like you know people will ask if it's scripted, but it's it's just it's. Really kind of woes and and you know we'll talk about vox mckean later but that's just kind of how like that entire thing that they did was just like same thing like they've got an idea and then it just kind of the characters right. carry through it one of the things people don't realize about what we're watching on vox mckean when we get there is this is percy's backstory mm-hmm. this is nothing to do with well a, a small tiny part of it had something to do with mercer's overarching story mm-hmm. but this was percy as a player taking his backstory and pouring emotion into it mm-hmm. and it led to to what we saw which is just that, that's actually one of the things i want oh, we'll talk about too yeah, yeah when we get to that is i i, I love personal percival's arc in this mm-hmm. in this show it's, it it's was wonderful. so good it was so good um but so like you guys have been doing this for a long time and you talk about you know i haven't seen the older videos that you talk about on youtube but man when i do tune in and i do check it out i mean the the, the passion that's involved production value you know, the voices, I mean, everything, you got the music in the background, you've got everything. It's just a well done production, but it's, it's, it's genuine. You know what I'm saying? When, yeah. when everyone's putting all their effort into it and the, the conversations and the sacrifices and everything that people, their characters make and whatnot, it's just so compelling. Like you're like, man, it's really good. It's, it's one of those things where I, I, I enjoy it when I put it on and I can actually just listen to it. I'll mm-hmm. be working on some yeah. stuff and you're listening to it. It's kind of like, a, it's almost like I'll listen to an audiobook. It is. Like you're yeah. listening to all these characters converse and they're talking about stuff about how they're going to approach the situation, mm-hmm. the strategy and all that shit involved. It's just, it's compelling stuff. Well, I remember uh, like when we did the Lenoris Bay arc, which was the underground Elven city that was there and, and Zormir lost his brother and everything. I, I really play into the emotion. Like I love that part of it, you know, mm-hmm. cause that's the role playing is definitely my combat awful to me right (laughs) it's because for me it's all mechanics it's like balancing all this stuff grabbing all this stuff um oh wow oh well hello hello there there thank you love face we appreciate you make sure if you're gonna be on youtube that you hit that subscribe (laughs) mash that bell too if you're gonna be at it uh i'm sure we'll check out your sweet clothing line soon Uh, there we go i was coming on youtube yeah So, so what happened with his brother is once his brother died it got very solemn in there and I clicked a song and I wasn't even sure which song it was. Cause at that time I didn't have them really so- sorted out. So I was just listening for the first few notes to see if it sounded somber bagpipes. Well, it got into this and it was like a song in French about loss. Wow. And it was just like, 
it hit me and I was like, oh my God, I'm letting this roll. And I'm just letting it roll. And when we got done, Arlo, like, you know, we always have a post session where we kind of talk about this stuff, which is very important. If you're ever, if you're ever playing D&D after the session, have a post session, because sometimes there's emotions that flare up uh, anger and, and people don't talk realize it it's the, the characters and mm-hmm. not the person and talk just kind of, you know, talk it out, make sure it's cool. But, but like Arlo was like, he's like, dude, I was welling up. Like I was getting terrible. Like all these thoughts were going through my head and all this, all this stuff. And I Can't just, fan it. I just freaking feed on this stuff. Um, you know, like in, in that's, I know you guys have had a lot of success of course, just generally. I mean, you started on mixer. Yep. Move over to Twitch. And I didn't want to start by the way. That was not something I wanted to do, but to stream at all. Oh, why, why did you start streaming? Yeah. Because tone forced me into it. <laughs> Hey, he's like that, and he's a piece of shit yeah, like did. that. He's... Well, because you had you know uh, some other people on Mixer. One guy in particular uh, who was the main guy that did tabletop and D and D and tons of viewership. And I'm like, dude, there's a. And I think that was I've seen I'd seen some of the Critical Role doing some streaming as well too at the time. Yeah. And I told you straight up, I'm like, there's a market for this that people out there want to be involved in these sort of things and see these in D and D and stories. And and lo and behold, you're here doing this for as long as you have. And like for instance, it, you know, if you don't always have time to catch them live. There, you guys are on Spotify, and you yep. guys recently just had a milestone. We, we just broke a thousand listens. That's exciting. Oh shit! Yeah, baby. Yeah, exciting. We just started putting that out there. I think in like June of last year. And why'd you start doing that? I love how Tone has all this ambition as a creative director, and I'm like, Tone, what should we do for our show? He's like, I don't know. Fart into the microphone. <laughs> Can you uh... add a fart sound to the soundboard? I'm like, that's all I get from Tone. He's your creative director, or one of them. And all I can get is, can you add farting to the soundboard? Where is the farting, by the for way? For Christ's sake. So, so he, he, did, he did like, because my, my thought was like, nobody wants to listen to me. I mean, I don't want to listen to I me. I don't. Yeah. For, for three. But, I'll, lis- I'll listen to those sultry yeah. baritones so, any day. So when we did this one shot and it started going, and then, and then I, I, so I brought it to the guys. I'm like, guys, you know, we've had some interest in, in us doing this online. And they're like, sure, whatever. Um, since then. Oh my God. I never thought I would get into the community yes. so much. Like I love the community getting involved and like, you know, there was a whole thing, save Zoromir movement that was going on during his, <laughs> that was a, an arc started by the players, by the way, I had nothing written up, nothing really in this time. Grayson's like, he catches him do, talking to himself at this one moment at the campfire. And it sparked this like five session story and i'm scrambling in my head like okay how are we going to handle this how are we going to do this and i would say something and then i'd be like writing it down in my notes to to work to expound the story later of how that's going to happen or Mm -hmm. what they need to do Mm -hmm. um but the the way the communities come in and then we added the channel points for like the the buffs i mean they've kept my players alive yeah if you if you're able to catch you guys live that it is interactive you save up some channel points you can have you know uh really a hand in uh, keeping these guys alive or being a part of the story as well. Zoromir would definitely be dead without the that divine inner <laughs> right. Divine influence sometimes is real uh, detrimental sometimes to the uh, the the survivability of the characters. But I, I see we do it. Grayson's here, and I see Blaylock here. Yeah, we want to give a shout out to some you guys. I know it's Saturday. We appreciate you guys being here midday. Yes. We've gone through a lot of comments. I saw Brian out there, seen a lot of the regulars, y'all. You know, it's good to have you as always. Appreciate you guys. Uh, being able to stop through. I know uh, you guys already had some fun stuff to say, but uh, I want to ask this question really quick, yeah. uh, Jay, before it keeps going on further. Uh, Jay Hill asks, are a lot of D&D players into acting or were they into acting? Because obviously, you know, they're doing voices and they're getting into these roles to make it compelling. 
I, I would say not really. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I think it helps uh, if you have a theater background. It, it, that may draw you to D and D. Sure, like attention. But I think it's, and they're actually doing studies now. Of course, we growing up during the Satanic Panic, mm-hmm. you know, it was very discouraged because D and D made you summon devils and kill your parents or whatever, or kill yourself if your character died. Yeah. That a thing. That was it was one, that, really that a was thing. the first thing I heard from my mom when I wanted to play D and D. If their character died, they off themselves in real life. That there, was her concern. There was a guy who did religious pamphlets that did a a pamphlet of one where that happened, and then they turned it into a movie. I did not know. And this. it was so unrealistic because it was like all the popular kids in school played D and D, and it was yeah. like jocks Glass and stuff, playing. and everybody were like cheering. And I mean, it was insane. Yeah, Magic wow. Game, Magic, the, Magic the Gathering also got went through some of that shit. It, too. They did. They I, did. I went through that in the nineties as well too. So yeah, definitely uh, all that stuff. And you know, I that's for what you know, uh, Jay Hill asked too. I think um, more than anything, I would say to be fair, uh, nine chances out of ten, what D and D does for people is it helps introverts and people who mm-hmm. normally yes. aren't um you know sociable is put a, a, a armor on which is their character play somebody who they're not and it can kind of i guess in some way kind of really help bring them out of their yeah. shell like that so i would say more often than not it's just people doing something different or playing a game yeah. or whatever just trying to be able to be somebody else that you know they might not feel always comfortable you know in certain situations but when they're playing their character that kind of changes that dynamic so the cuddle says that is what whiskey does for me. <laughs> right, there's a lot of things that whiskey does to you. Dude. I mean, like I, I'm actually a really big introvert. Like I, I don't do well in social settings. I, I force myself to do well, but D and D helps me. It just I relax, and mm-hmm. I've always l- loved doing stupid voices. Um, are we gonna get Leo? Are you gonna do Leo for us? Well, <laughs> what we got here, uh, Blaylock right now. He's going to. Uh, he, he's really upset because. And he's going to need to upgrade that staff. <laughs> see, there we I go. I would have sex with Leo. And see, like, you know, or, or you can, you know. Misa goes more and more. Love banter and babble. Lots of fun. Oh. Can you say, uh, <laughs> uh, stupid. I'll think of something. Go ahead. Stupid fat hobbits. Always eating your rabbits. <laughs> I just, I, I, you know, and they may all sound the same. I don't freaking care. I have fun doing them. Yeah, that's awesome. So I did. I know. I recently I did pick up the um, the voice mod software to kind of help with that. What because, does that do? Um, it it allows you. It, it it's integrated right into like Elgato and all the cool stuff we use. To oh stream. really? Um, it allows me to change my voice, add echoes, deepen it, and all what these is that things. The... Uh, voice mod. This, what do you use that on? It's, that's Ele- the name Eligato. of the software. Eligato, he said. No, yeah, it's all linked into the Eligato to stream. The, the stream deck. Where'd you get the stream deck? This is. Does he just want? He wants a hand job <laughs> yeah. for everything, dude. Yeah, you know. I just like, excuse me while I think, Tom. <laughs> what the hell? No, it's uh, uh, it's, are you it, happy now? Yeah, I am. It, it's so awesome what you guys do, and like I said again, it's it's all about the the camaraderie. It's all about the chemistry. I mean, that's mm-hmm. also a huge part of everything. Yeah. Like this is chemistry. Obviously, you guys have been doing this for a long time, and you guys yeah. understand one another, and you guys play off one another real, real well. And it's again, it's trick. It goes back to how genuine it is, and when it's genuine, that's what draws people mm-hmm. in because that's where like fuck, I want to see what happens next with these guys. How, like, like, did it take a while for you guys to, to discover that rapport, or was it almost like instant? Well, a lot. Of, I mean, so so Blaylock, I work with, so he he was one of the guys that works for our company. Uh, Zormir was too. He doesn't anymore, and so some of that was kind of already there. We all play games together normally, sure. but uh, in character, everybody's different. So, and to them, I'm the cruel taskmaster of the, of the story. <laughs> um, 
and and everything I do is something evil or dark. I can't do anything innocent in my games anymore because they're like, no, no, they're they're an evil monster in disguise now. They they have such like PTSD of <laughs> right, <laughs> right. From, from the store. Right. So it's, I mean, I remember a guy, and and I I want to strangle my guys all the time. His name was Burr and Patch, and they call him Burn Patch, and they do that just to piss me off. <laughs> Yeah, and then they wonder like why we summon dragons to eat them. You know, <laughs> right, 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 right. Oh shit! Half ass, who is probably still at Disney of some sort. Oh, oh shit, man! Look, he's at Disney. He's like, did I'd rather you, watch. Did you see those pictures at all? Oh yeah, dude. Oh yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, all in all, like going from this uh, when we started doing the one shot, this was Blaylock's first time playing. It was Zoramir's first time playing. Now Blaylock uh, DMs for groups of friends of ours, mm-hmm. uh, and he does some in his local community as well. Um, so, so he's gone from never playing to DMing. Right. Zormir has DM'd a one shot for us because we get together in person once a year mm-hmm. and just off the cameras and have fun. Right, lets me be a character. Um, and of course, Mike Mike does, some. and we're starting to record some of those. Got Blaylock's first adventure up uh, on YouTube mm. now. Uh. And it's mm. fucking sweet. Now, now mm. obviously at Midland Comic Con, we can't do a full-on D&D oh, session. No. How, how are you going, like, how do you do a session in that kind of setting where you have, like, like I think you have, like, time slots, don't you? Like, one, three, one, two, three. How's it going Yeah, we, we've got some time slots set up. Um, what we do is basically close our eyes and pray and make a bunch of shit. That's sweet. Yeah, because you got an hour to right. take four to five people. <laughs> Session. and build a story there's actually a thought process in the D community for dms and it, it's um it's called the five room dungeon so basically you introduce the characters that already know each other they enter a dungeon through a quick role play <laughs> they deal with a a trap a monster um a puzzle and then like an end encounter and it's over and you should be able to squeeze that into a small time frame uh. but that depends on people because i mean if they're new, or they're, they're new, right, you know, yeah, or if yeah. they're if they're maybe they're an introvert as well, and they don't know how to like react in these situations. Right, you right. put them on the spot. Or like, if you what get, are you like gonna an, do here? It's you, just like uh. if you get an extrovert who you know wants to like totally like go off the rails and stuff like that, you might you not just, even get through all five. Right. That that's the fun part about it with those kind of like those those little small one shots is like you really have no idea all but where it's gonna go. We're going we're gonna take the hard part out. We've already got a video up of like how to roll up a character. We mm-hmm. did that last year sometime. Um but we're going to pre-roll everybody's characters. You're going to come up. We're going to give you a sheet. You can put your name on it to make it your character. When you leave, take it with you and continue the story at home. That's fucking sweet. Oh, that's going to be really good. That's going to be really, really good. It's me, Liggy. Look at these guys. Hey, no. You. Look at you. Look at you. Uh, no, no. Really, really excited for that, man. Um, I'm hoping to uh, get a break from when we're streaming uh, B&B there to hop over and maybe uh, jump into a session with you and, oh, yeah, and get into it. Uh, I just want to be a drunken orc. I'd be a drunken orc. Sure. Yeah, Zach. Awesome. Why not? I mean, what's different than normal, right? That's why it's easy. Oh, yeah. You can just it's slip it's into that character. I know. I know. It's method ch- acting. Cherry is coming by. Oh, and, and shit, Cherry? Yeah, get in on her. Cherry got an Airbnb. She can yeah. Do it. Oh, my gosh. You know, I think, uh, where, what Airbnb is it going to be at? Because I can make sure that they play uh, This is the End. Uh, put that on. Uh, <laughs> make sure that's playing in the room. We got you covered on that. See, look at that Blaylock putting burn patch on I'm just going to say Cherry Squishy's canceled her reservation and fuck you up. <laughs> Come on, Cherry. Oh, it is toxic. What up, dude? That's right. I forgot. I knew I recognized that name. Oh shit! Oh, it's a toxic monster. Oh yeah, shit! Monster. Dude, I liked it. It's Tell your kiddo I said happy birthday. 
Oh, happy B day! Yeah, we got a kiddo out there. It's got a his little one's got. Dude, a, it's going to get hammered and okay. come over and flip a table. Probably. <laughs> that's probably that. There's a high probability of that. A lot of table flipping. Uh, speaking of, of boozing, though, are, are, should we should you plan something for after uh, Saturday? I should probably imagine after at least Saturday. We yeah, man, go to a bar or something nearby. And yeah, yeah. I mean, a couple beers we people. might not want to stick around in Midland because it might be busy because of the, the Comic Con. Uh, but yeah. you know, we might want to find something near. But well, yeah, we'll we'll have to plan something. We got a couple weeks here. We'll we'll figure something out. We have so. two weeks. Oracle, well, whatever. Not this weekend, but the following weekend. Cuddles is the prize. Yeah, cuddle, cuddles is it's always the prize. The prize. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, man, we're we're happy you're here. We're happy that you brought the. I mean, uh, again, this is the reason you're here. I mean, if you didn't make beer, you probably wouldn't be here. It's just a new something. hobby. Like my wife would probably love it if I would just stop getting into hobbies. Because if you if those that know me personally, I have a very addictive personality. Thank God I didn't get anything bad in my life. But yeah. I mean, besides D and D and just gaming in general, which mm-hmm. is a natural problem, and I think Tone will tell you I have an issue when it comes to buying selections of beer i got into brewing i do 3d printing all that kind of stuff and i i just love all this stuff so Mm -hmm. it was something i always wanted to do uh i got my boy over there uh, that thing is fucking awesome dude oh the 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 little dude yep the dude man cappadocian 3d printed amelia yeah dude oh that thing is is so dope yeah i fucking love it love it so yeah, I actually started printing a uh it's a Don, I don't know if I ever sent you a, a Death Trooper helmet. Really? It's wearable. Never finished. I I gotta sand it and paint it and all. I mean, I've always been curious about that three. It's no. so easy now. Is you can really? get my my printer was on sale recently for ninety nine dollars. Really? Ninety nine dollars. Dude, when I see stuff like that, I'm thinking it's probably like what five hundred dollar machine. You can get going with good filament for under two fifty now. It, wow. It's insane. It's insane. And it's just going to keep getting cheaper. It just it just keeps getting show, cheaper and better. Well, in fact, uh, Stormare like business he works in 3D printing, crazy. Oh, wild. No, man, we're happy you're here. Um, we'll, we'll have a lot of D and D stuff to talk about later in the show when we get to Vox Machina <laughs> and um, you know, a couple other things. But first up, we got a topic. We got multiple topics to talk about today. Yeah. We got a show to do. Uh, Tone, did we hit on everything? Oh no, what the fuck have you been playing? Um. Uh. Well, it's you know I'm 117 hours into Trails of Cold Steel, and I did boot up uh about 30 minutes of Horizon uh, Forbidden West. It's kind of a pretty game. That's a really pretty game. We just kind of messed around with it this morning, just kind of uh just kind of look at it, check out the flora and fauna. Uh, gorgeous fucking game. So yeah, I really haven't been uh just grinding away trying to get that trails done. I started we'll it up yesterday. Soon. I'm I'm gonna stream it Monday night. I started it up yesterday and I had to stop myself. I was like, I don't want to get too far ahead because right. then you want to track back and do it again. So I haven't even gotten to the the title screen. I know I stopped mm-hmm. it where I was. I was okay. I haven't hit the title screen. Yeah. But dude, it's a beautiful looking game. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful it's, fucking it's looking gorgeous. game. From like we we were talking about how like the plants, there's like a, a mist in the air and you can see it land. I mean, they have really put some time into Mm -hmm. just the. I can't wait to see the big fights. They did take care of one of the critiques. There's been a couple critiques that uh, Gorilla uh, did actually uh, take care of, and was the uh, the facial expressions being so like dead face, like deadpan face, and like like now you see like movement and all over muscles. muscles Yeah, like I noticed that right away because they were talking about how they did change that, and right away, like with the first two characters, Alloy and uh, what's his name, that you could just. Arl, yeah. Um, no, one of the the thing that I, I did get to that I was I didn't know it was gonna be this early, but the serpent, uh, the snake. Oh, see, I'm not. Yeah, well, I didn't just, even dude, that you bump yet. into a serpent early on, and it's just, sweet. dude, it's so amazing to watch that <laughs> thing in motion, and 
it's uh it's fucking it's a beautiful looking game so well i had to cut it off there but i'll be back into it on um a monday night for monday. the uh, story time with the dude so i'm looking forward to jumping back into Thank that you, brian but, uh, i actually went a little bit crazy this week i finished uh dying light 2 the main storyline there's still oh, yeah, a lot you did. there's still a lot to do in that game like in terms of, like side quests and, and and freeing up parts of the city uh but it's it's a really really good story um that that is seriously again a, a fantastic game mm. uh much like the first one i'm just a huge fan of the of what Techland has done with dying light 2 the, the improvements they made along the way it's really really great it's me liggy i'm about 10 to 50 dude it's liggy it gets awesome i don't know if you've gotten to the second island but um it's uh it's fun good good fun game tough to and, oh it really is i mean it, the parkour and everything in that game is so mm-hmm. good and especially mm-hmm. as you're unlocking more of the skill tree the abilities that you get are just they're game changing like you really do feel like you're advancing your character when you're unlocking more of the skill tree yeah the second island is where you pick up the paraglider and uh <laughs> Come on, like, I didn't ruin nothing for you. Uh, but it's, <laughs> overall, it's just, it's it's a great game. Like, it's really, really good. Paragli- oh, that's, I mean, that's in the trailer. That's in the trailer, Leggy. You see him flying there's around. There's a parachute? <laughs> Blanco, there's zombies. Sorry. They have a cave troll. Uh, they have a cave troll. Um, no, it's it's a great game. But then I also started up uh, Cyberpunk 2077. I'm sorry. Well, here's the thing, man. I uh, I have about 10 hours in it right now. The game has not crashed once. That is, which is incredible because when it first came out, it crashed like every 10 minutes. That's when I stopped. Because oh, that's why I, I stopped too. I was like, you know what? I know, like, look, what they did, I'm not going to lie to you. I'll, I'll be blunt. CD Projekt Red, they were deceitful in how they, mm-hmm. they released this. They did a very good job. They made an, an, an effort to make sure nobody saw the PS4 and Xbox version. It was all about oh, we the remember PC. They were, whole, yeah. they were very deceitful. They were deceitful, and that's... That's that's not a good look for them. Even for somebody like CD Projekt Red, you know. Look, I get it. They made some great games. The Witcher series are, is renowned, but what they did was really shitty. And when it came out, I was just like, you know what? I know what they're capable of. I don't like what they did here. I don't, but I don't want to experience this game as it's as it's crumbling around all around. It's falling down. There's bugs. It's crashing. So I said, fuck it. I'm gonna wait for the next gen version. Here it is, and they released this new patch. It's 1.5. Now, I don't know how much they... I'm, I'm going to be curious to what you say. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much they changed the perk tree, uh, but from the, for, especially for yeah, the I'm stealth really elements. But I was really digging what, what I saw. And again, I was able to play for 10 hours. I had, I've seen now maybe two graphical glitches, but not once has that game crashed. And it's just like, fucking, okay, are, is this something I can actually play through now and not be taken out of the experience? Because when it is working... Night City is a fucking awesome place to explore. Like it's a very immersive it's a living, experience. Breathing yeah, leave, environment. living, like breathing it's city. Crazy. And um, the, it's it's really really good. So um, the game crashed. <laughs> it was really it, it did crash. It, did. it crashed right off the PlayStation Store because Sony was like, no. Um, but no, I actually started that, and then for some odd reason yesterday, I I, I was on the Xbox and I was like, oh man, I haven't touched Gears Five in a minute. I went in there and just played the last three or four acts and beat that game. I was like, oh, cool. I can actually beat that. That's actually a fun game, man. I forgot how fun it is. I know. I need is, to man. finish four and five. Laura, Laura Bailey. Laura, yeah. Dude, Laura Bailey in Box Machina. She, she's awesome on that show. Uh, I love Laura Bailey. I'll get some comments on those folks later. I can't wait yeah. to get your, your comments. I saw you play. Yeah, dude. I know. I didn't think I was going to play that, Carlos. I didn't think I was going to get into Gears 5 again. And I realized I, I seen where I was at. I was like, well, fuck. I'll see how many chapters are left. And I only had like four acts left. I was like, well, knock these out. And finish it up it's 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 a fucking entertaining game man it, re- and it looks really good on the series x so uh really digging that but that's what i've been playing man but yeah monday night i'll be 
Monday night story time with dude. Yes, sir. Horizon Forbidden West. And yes, for those of you wondering, I will be playing Guardians of the Galaxy tomorrow night to fit that fucking. Someone screen share a box for me. I still have gummies. (laughs) 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 All right. Let's move on. We've got some topics. So let's get to the first one. This is uh, a movie that Tony's been looking forward to all year since it was been uh, uh, announced. Announced like what? Three weeks ago? I don't Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Available wow. now on Netflix. You want to know what I don't give a shit about? Oh boy, what's that, Tom? Leatherhead. Uh, the, like, the, the, the one of Jessica Biel that came out in the mid two thousands, I didn't hate. That one after after you watch this, you appreciate that one a little I, bit more. Agreed. <laughs> like, I just, I just, you know, like it, they say it uh, somewhere. Maybe it was the beginning of this movie or some of the previews. Like, oh, be before Jason and Freddy Krueger. You know, you had, okay, well, and I get why people enjoyed this because I think it was really one of the early ones of that kind of nature, like the slashery or whatever, but man, oh man. Uh, so yeah, Yeah. let's, let's talk about Texas. Uh, Uh, basically what this is, is a movie about some influencers who are like, yo, there's this broke ass town in uh, Texas that, uh, it's a ghost town because the world is more broke ass in this town. Right. And their plan is to purchase it and then create, I think you call it like a utopia, like some kind of like millennial utopia. There was a a slight comment with one of the characters that was actually named in the film. Um, (laughs) More on that later. Yeah. Um, And and he named it like, I don't remember what his name was because he was that critical to the story. Yeah, Dante, Dontopia or something. Is that what he called Dontopia? That's what he called it. Jesus Christ. I mean, and if we didn't have subtitles on, I wouldn't have caught that. But we had subtitles on. I didn't know he referred to Dontopia. Yeah, incredible. so I'm like, okay, <laughs> so this has something to do with some utopian society in Texas. Basically, they just want to create like this woke city, and you know, it's just like, okay. Immediately watching this movie, like I, I hated everybody in this movie. Oh, so yeah. uh, they did a great job at getting me excited to see these people get pieced out, and thankfully, one of the perks, the plus side, maybe only, the only plus side of this movie is they didn't pull any punches when it came to the violence. Right. This is a somewhat gory flick. <laughs> That's uh, yeah. the end. Yeah, like, but like, it's ultimately, you guys, this is just a very poorly written movie. It's poorly a dumb, written. It's a dumb premise. Everything about it. it the, the starting scene was much like Tucker and Dale versus the punk kids at a gas station yeah. mm-hmm. making mm-hmm. fun of a local hillbilly. Yep. Except I mean, that movie was fantastic. Yeah. They basically started off, like, as soon as the movie starts, like, we want you to fucking hate these people. I was like, oh, okay. And, and with the exception no of problem. Lila, with the exception of Lila, I, I hated everybody in this movie. Like, everybody. More horror movies uh, nowadays are poorly written uh, gore films. This is no exception, Cherry. Even though I will say they did a great job with the gore. Yeah. Um. Like, why did the lady get in the ambulance with the old lady? You don't even know her. There, oh, lots oh. of questions, Brian. <laughs> hey, we let me let's cover that <laughs> real quick. We're gonna talk about this really quick, Brian. That's a, it's an interesting. It's great that you brought it up. Thank you. What did you notice about this? So, scene? so when they're talking in the car, we had uh, tone always has subtitles on, subtitles and on. I may have to start watching films with subtitles on because you catch things that you wouldn't hear, and her when she started speaking, it said. Girl number one, <laughs> to which he said, "She's the first one going to die." They didn't even honor her with a name in the subtitles. It, it, like in the subtitles, it was girl number one, and all of a sudden, this this whatever young girl who knows nobody yeah. 
wasn't even part of the invasion of the home or whatever. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to get in the ambulance and go. And it's like, well, we all know where your fate leads you. Yeah. Like, why is she leaving? She doesn't even know this. Like, and the, the lady's going to the hospital. What is she going to do at the hospital? What is she going to do in this situation? Maybe the vending machines are stocked. I don't know, dude. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, no. I mean, that's that. That's and I remember when he was on this story. He was like, "Is this like a JRPG where like you know, and the character is introduced and all this is like question mark, question right. mark, and then their lines, and then he's like, I'm so and so, and then boom, the name appears next to it. All of a sudden, no, that's not the case. It was just uh, girl number one. Right. Yeah, and she died. So that's uh, a horrible death. So the I just like the entire time we're watching it, and we're just like plot armors, plot holes. Like, wait, what? Like. For instance, um, there was a spot where uh, uh, I was like, it was really towards the end where uh, a, a character kind of comes back and stand there yelling at this whatever leatherhead in the bedroom with a gun in hand. And that was it. I'm like, oh, Richter? What? No, no, whatever. No, no, no. The, 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 the old gal. lady. <laughs> she was in the house, in that room with him. Oh, yeah, yeah. And didn't finish Valley. this. Yeah. Why yeah. Did, and she didn't finish anything. She stood there and. Yelled at it. Dude, like, dude, why would you shoot? There was an awesome meme somebody put online where uh, <laughs> it said, uh, Sally, uh, do you remember me? Tell me you know my name. Do you remember my friends? And then somebody took a picture of Thanos and put leather Leatherface over his face and it says, I don't even know who you are. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Right? No, like, and like, this is a movie where they could have taken a legacy character and, you know, they did the uh, the poor version of Laurie Strode in the new Halloween movies. You know, they, <laughs> yeah, he did say that too. They look at they look yeah. at Sally. They bring her in. Obviously, the, the 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 actress that played Sally, she has passed away. But they brought in um her name escapes me. I think I wrote it down. Uh, Owen Fury, who is? Do you remember in the movie Mandy, the old lady that used to help? Yep, yep that's her. That's cool. And um, you know, she. She shows up and she's playing the Laurie Strode. She's traumatized, which I love that angle. I love that concept of empowering somebody who's been traumatized and mm-hmm. trying to get them to face their fears. I will always like that storyline. I will always love it when they imbue that in some way and use it that way. But it is so fucking fumbled in this movie. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you've given her absolutely nothing. This, And then she gets, you know, whatever happens to her, and you're just like, come on, dude, really? I mean, they. I don't even give a shit if people, if I spoil it. It's just not a well-written movie. Uh, and the way they handle a legacy character was a fucking joke. It was really, really bad. Well, she had superpowers. Oh, what power is yeah. that? Uh, the power of taking a chainsaw. <laughs> Super plot armor. The plot armor was so thick for some of the characters, you saw the sparks bouncing off of them when they got yeah, yeah, It was bad. Yeah. You it know, bad. like... But I mean, like seriously, like like you said, like uh, the sheriff gets shot uh, in the shoulder, and he's basically out of the neck. game. Yeah, he gets shot in the neck, and he's out of the game immediately. This lady has her insides rearranged with the chainsaw. Yet she's still an integral part of the plot towards the end. You're just like, what is yeah. going on Put right the now? Girl down. <laughs> oh god, yeah, it's it's um, it, it, it's so bad that we're sitting here like before the show and we're talking about it, right? Like, and we're we're kind of debating. If this is the original Leatherface or not, because they don't give you enough story to even go on. And, I, and we tried to sit there and I tried to pull up all oh, its room for interpretation. But then we realized this story is not written for interpretation. It's just really badly written. It, 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 it is unbelievable how badly written this was. Like, again, the gore was amazing. Yes. Like some of the kills were like, even I was like, oh, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. And it's just like, I. I want gore all the time, mm-hmm. but we got to have some substance. 
I mean, I, I know Saw gets a lot of shit. Saw saws have more substance. Even Spiral had more substance. Cuddles is waiting sake. for the Snyder cut. I think it'll be. I think it'll be all right without yeah. it. It'll take it from 83 minutes to 90 minutes. You get seven minutes of uh, story. But no, we were talking about like, you know, you know, is this the original Leatherface? And you guys at first were like, oh, we think it is him. But there's an issue with that because of the timeliness, because obviously Sally is old as fuck in this movie. How is this guy like in his mid 40s, you know, maybe close to 50? It's like, it doesn't match up. So then my, my thought was, well, no, this is probably somebody else who's inspired by Leatherface. But then you guys brought up a point, you know, he's banging out the wall to get his chainsaw like. Well, why do you, why, why is the chainsaw hidden in the wall? If he, well, how does he know it's there unless he's the regular Leatherface? And then it, it just occurred to me, it's like, no, this is just really badly written. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's really yeah. no way to figure out who this person is. Now, the only other thing that, and we shouldn't have to like try to figure this out. If it's like a two or three hour movie, then okay, that, that, there better be a lot of content there for us to discuss. This is 83 minutes. <laughs> and they do a really shitty job at, at explaining, you know, who is this guy? And at the, there's an end credit scene. Or Leatherface or his character is walking towards a house that looks much like the house in the original. So we don't know exactly how who this character is. Now, again, I don't know. Obviously, we're set up for a sequel, and I God, I, I, I hope, hope not. not. But um the only other way the only conclusion I could draw based on all that stuff is that this guy is not the <laughs> This movie was so bad. This should have been in it. He, he, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. He's absolutely not wrong. Maybe he was in it. But you know, Maybe. as bad as this was, this still does not hold a candle to Cosmic Sin. No. Um, no. But going back to the uh, what we're saying is like I don't know if the I don't know why this discussion because this is just a really bad movie. But my thought is now is that he is a descendant of the family. So he would know, maybe like sure. maybe the lady who was running the orphanage, maybe she took in the original Leatherface to harbor him, to hide him, or whatever. Uh, put his chainsaw on the wall to you know keep the evidence out of the way or whatever. And that the kid knew about it at the time, and that's mm-hmm. how he knew the chainsaw was there. Because again, if you go back to the the age thing, there's no fucking way this guy's the original Leatherface. It, well, I, like I mean, 30, 40 years old, so he's like eighty yeah, something, it's be just 80 going... something. And he looked like he's thirty years younger than Sally. It's, it's like old okay, man, something it's old man strength, Well, we never man. get well. I listen first. What <laughs> mom dies or whoever she is, and the first thing he's like, you know what? I better just cut her face off. <laughs> That's like his first and, thing, and I'm gonna plant her in the cornfield yeah. holding uh, corn socks or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna wear a face. I guess I'm like, time to get angry. Like, where the f- I don't know. Like, I, I just I, I I can't even believe we're sitting here exerting this energy on 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 this just generally because it it's it's badly written. Now uh, I'm gonna tell everybody clearly go watch it at the very least. For the, the gore, the gore is at least worth the the eighty some minutes. Don't get me wrong. And maybe some of the comedic at this point, just to be able to point out, oh, that's terrible, that's terrible, that's terrible. There is a there is a scene on a bus that's hilarious, just because you fucking want everyone to die, right? Yeah. But there, and, and there's a couple, of do, there's a couple dope kill scenes in that scene too. Yeah. But only because we thought the movie was over at that point. Yeah, yeah, we were hoping. Yeah, <laughs> waiting for the credits to run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As yeah, it's yeah. happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I just again, I I come back to it, and I've been saying this since the pandemic, and I still hold to it that we just want people are just way into consuming brainless content. I'm sure this movie's probably got like high ratings everybody's enjoying it or something like this but i just feel like we're at a point where we're sacrificing good substance content storytelling for just we've got something new and shiny in our hands and i I find that there's a degree where certain movies i understand that like popcorn flicks and certain things even marvel films aren't overly like deep into their storytelling and things like that they do other things to 
kind of keep us in tune to them and gripping and whatever it is, character development. But, you know, I just feel like too much of these things are starting to come out. It's like everybody's got a idea and says, well, you know what? I'm going to make a movie. Mm-hmm. And then well, all of a sudden, you know, you look at the ratings, you're like, what the fuck? Like, really? Like, well, this was I- a chance to get a good budget and, and reinvent a, a good genre, a good villain type horror film. No one has heard of Le- Leatherface in the last 20 years. It's not like this is Halloween Kills again. Right. And, and they just flubbed it. Like, oh, they fucked it up bad. Uh, I mean, this does nothing to move the franchise forward. It doesn't It doesn't put the franchise in a better light. I mean, uh, other than we talked about you know, beforehand, the Jessica Biel one from 2003, that looks pretty good compared to this. But even then, that one was kind of like, eh, okay. That was more of a, um, that was like a like a redo. That wasn't even a reboot of the series. That was right. more like a, uh, what is it called? Reimagining? Yeah, like, and like I said, like uh, that was not terrible. And, and, and see the the thing with this one that's um, also disappointing as well is like now look I'm not saying Leatherface is this three dimensional thought provoking character no. okay but at least in the original you know you understood where his psychoticness came from you know he's tormented by his family it's he's surrounded by it you know they mm-hmm. kind of have control over him this guy basically just he watched, his mom dies and he puts on a mask and starts killing people which is her face which is her which face. Is her face. <laughs> And it's just like, okay, you know what? I'm not saying, again, this is not an in-depth thing for Leatherface, but it's just, it's, when it when you remove so much from it, again, and I think somebody mentioned it, this is just a hulking bad guy killing people, and it, it loses that, that flair. The thing about the original uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre was not just the characters, but it was the setting and the mood. It's a very eerie fucking movie. The way it's mm-hmm. shot, the location of it, everything... The, the house itself, everything about that movie, it feels off. Mm-hmm. Like, you, it's an uncomfortable... And the fact that it was good, yeah. Yeah and, the fa- yeah, and it was good. It's it's really good. It's really good. And it's an uncomfortable film, but it's also terrifying because of the motivation of Leatherface and the people that he's... It's not just one person. It's like almost like a cult community type of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's, again, the way it's shot, the mood and everything was really, really good. This one just has none of that. Other than the gore, which again was exceptional, I thought the gore was fucking awesome. If they wanted you to interpret it or figure it out on your own, they didn't leave you any breadcrumbs to get there. Yeah, no, it's it's no. it's it's rushed. It's, it's just it's, it's putting rushed. A, yeah, it's, it's just and it's again and you, you mentioned you know is this just another one of these things where people want something shiny? I mean, we talk let's talk about Uncharted for a minute. We won't get too far off this, but Uncharted sitting at like a thirty nine on Rotten Tomatoes right now, and it but was it's projected- got like a nine. It's got a ninety audience score. And it was projected to do only thirty million, and did like forty. Close to fifty. Close, it's close to fifty. And so you talk about that, you know, people are just looking for something shiny, something exciting to watch, and they go to the theater. And obviously, there's some fans of the of the games who are probably disappointed with it, and, and the critics hate it, but the audience is fucking love. And which is mind boggling to me because when we watched that trailer for Uncharted, I was like, this looks fun, but then you start hearing about it's just fully CGI, and it's like, fuck, Sony Pictures again. Overdoing the CGI, but man, you know, Prime made a good point. Venom 2. Yes, Tricky. Venom 2 was all CGI, and we fucking hated it, but man, it made some fucking money. It made a ton of money. I don't know what it is, man. I like practical effects. I know you guys feel the same way. Practical effects mm-hmm. are the way to go, but man, sometimes, like Tone mentions, we've been in, in our houses for the last three years. We've been all locked down. We just want to go to the theater and see some fun shit, and that's where we're at. And now Netflix is just kicking out this weak ass they're trying to ride the texas chainsaw massacre name but it's a weak ass attempt at it. mm. it's a really bad attempt yeah. so yeah. 
Uh, but the, you know, we talk about it's 83 minutes. So I mean, you could waste your time a lot. We're like watching Cosmic Sin, which is like 83 minutes. Yeah. Maybe uh, that's some, the kicker. Maybe that's the kicker. <laughs> Netflix is like, hey, we got all these Bruce Willis movies for 83 minutes that are doing really well. Let's make ours for 80 some minutes and uh, kick it out. Uh, somebody mentioned something. Um, oh god, there was a great question about how would you rank this uh, on a scale from Mortal Kombat to Cosmic Sin tone. Where would you rank this movie? Sweet. We broke I, him. We broke I'm going to say it's not as it's not as bad as Cosmic Sin, but it is worse than Mortal Kombat. I don't want to watch Cosmic Sin just because you're saying it's this Dude, bad. I, every uh. time I tell somebody how bad it is, I'm like, you need to watch it now. You guys, like, broke my brain for a minute. Like, <laughs> yeah. I can't even. I can't even. I, I smell smoke. I, I would. I'll never watch that fucking Mortal Kombat ever again. Oh, you would I would too. watch this for What the about more. the next one they're doing? I have to watch it. <laughs> I have to. I have to be prepared to grab my pitchfork once again. Oh, gee, and make another twenty-minute video of you uh, going off about it. If you guys have never seen me talking about Mortal Kombat, check out the Banter and Babble on YouTube. There's a twenty-two, twenty-three-minute video of Shameless me plug. bringing down the new recent Mortal Kombat. Movie, Not made for children. Trash. Not made, Not for, made children for children at all. At all. All right. Moving on from the awful uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, we have not one, not two, but three trailers three. to talk about today. Three trailers. Uh, two of them which dropped during the Super Bowl, two of them that are going to probably drum up more conversation than this first one. But this first one is important because it relates to our childhood. You know, uh, a lot of, I, yes. I've spent many after school, uh, you yeah. know, getting out of school and watching this. Uh, let's check out the trailer for uh, Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers. Good you guys watched it because you didn't even know some of the characters' names. Oh, it's God, cool. it's been 30 years. Real Hollywood story. Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers, the show that defined the generation. If you like the and angle they're playing with this chipmunks into international yeah. superstars. But a success took Chip and Dale Roger Rabbit kind of thing. Like, many more seasons of the Rescue Rangers. We were living the dream. Dancing the Roger Rabbit with Roger Rabbit. <laughs> no one ever imagined. <laughs> it could all come crashing down. Torn by vanity. You look different. Hey, it's no secret I had CGI surgery done. Consumed by, by temptation. Well, he sounds like Monterey. Interesting. More, please. Is it possible that two living legends are destined to reunite? I'm thinking reboot. Nobody wants a reboot. It's the Rescue Rangers. You need a disguise or something. Grab the first thing you can. Uh, what? Rangers 2.0. This place looks weird. Remember that animation style where everything looked real but nothing looked right? Who are you? Are you talking to us? Obviously. But it looks like you're talking to that window. It actually looks like I'm looking right at you. Okay. Look at my eyes, looking right at your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> wow, well, we were tone. I'm gonna go to tone first because he has a lot of. Uh, I don't good- like the sound of fucking uh, Chip there. The voice sucks. Uh, 
I mean, uh, tone. I mean, obviously, the, you, what? What? Uh, the the voice of Chip does not fit the character Chip. That's uh, my biggest complaint. Movie looks like it's could be fun. I really like uh, the angle, like you said, they're doing with it. But Chip, his voice sucks. What, what do you want him to sound like? A high pitched squeak? I want him to sound more like Chip. Could you give us an example? Yeah, can you give? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Like it just does not sound right. Wow. It, like like if you go right. if you go to the old um uh the Rescue Rangers cartoon and you listen to Chip and Dale, Dale. Dale kind of sounded more normal. Chip always sounded way different than Dale. They sound similar. They I just I, all I hear is like their human voice is coming through enough. Like it doesn't feel cartoon. And especially Chip. Chip does not sound at all like he should. Like more a little bit more animated or a little bit more honestly, for lack of a better word, goofy. Care if it's been thirty years, get out. So angry. He's so angry he today. Is always so angry. And, so and who bitter. would have thought he'd get angry over Chip and Dale? Well, you guys can't even name the characters, so... Monterey Jack, Chip and Dale. I mean, there you go. Uh, Launchpad McQuack. Okay, cool. <laughs> Jesus, Launchpad look, <laughs> <laughs> no, Listen, I'll, I'll definitely watch it. I'm sure it'll be entertaining. It's just going to be really hard for me to, to like, suspend my enjoyment because of that 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 voice. It's going to shine through. And that's that's kind of like... You ever see the movie Paul with Seth Rogen in it? Yeah. Good movie. Alien, that's the alien one. Right. right. Yeah, Good yeah, movie, yeah. but like all I can hear in Paul is not a character. It's just Seth Rogen doing a character. Like these people that are going to do these voices, I wish they would just kind of like at least attempt to make a voice mm-hmm. or something more unique instead of just them voicing their same voice over it. That just, it's, it's hard for me to, to enjoy those stories when I can just hear somebody like Seth Rogen being Seth Rogen as an alien as Seth Rogen. Like, so are you going to be pissed when Chris Pratt, when Mario sounds just like Chris Pratt? <laughs> well, I don't think I'm the only one in the world that's got a complaint about that. Unless he's doing a bit of, but that's a good analogy to where I feel about this chip thing. Like chip does not chip and Dale both had distinct different voices and, and chips was a little bit more goofier and clearly we're not getting that. Breezy says, don't cheer up. Sing us another song. So when Tone bought the plot of land, I was unaware his lordship was in Edgetown. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's edgy as fuck, oh, bro. Shit, yeah, yeah. Lord, <laughs> this Lord chip Tone thing, Blanco. not this is a Tone thing. Ooh, okay. No, it, it's more than that. If, if you guys are, I mean, I don't I don't know how old you are, Brian. I don't know if you watched this kid. I think you're about, I think you're probably about it. He's old as fuck, man. He's like you're, 60. You're, oh, you're 60. Oh, how's uh, BJ and the Bear, one of your favorite... Uh, <laughs> shows hey, if it involves a bj he's a fan of it for sure <laughs> absolutely right. uh address your thoughts on that trailer i wouldn't watch this i'd rather mow the yard in a snowstorm um oh t- Vera all day. I, there's nothing about it that interests me like chip and dale rescue rangers was good because i was in. yeah right, right you know right. i'm not 10 anymore they've not done anything with chip and dale since then like mm-hmm. disney all but fails to recognize that was a thing if you go to their parks or anything the fact that they wasted money on this rather than doing like a live action um, Black Cauldron movie huh? or Darkwing Duck for that matter, rather than this. Ooh, Darkwing? Yeah. yeah or why wouldn't they just do it like a like a like an actual animated movie version? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Just, right. Right. Anything. It like it just it just doesn't hit with me. It, I don't. Really good, isn't it? it oh, you did yeah. that one. Wait till you do the other one. Uh, this is from uh, Warped Wing Brewing Company in yeah. Dayton, Ohio, and it is called <laughs> Wow uh, Killer Brownie Brown Ale. And you're letting it warm up a little too, so you're gonna get more of the flavor. Dude, too. There, it is so chocolatey. Get the caramel in the finish. Oh my god, dude, it is yeah. so good. 
Holy shit, I'm sorry. That totally broke my concentration. Yeah, no, it, do- it does. It does. Um, it, it just, them mixing in with the live action, I, I, I get the bit in the beginning of just like, it's been 30 years. Yeah, they kinda, where are they now? They're, they're yeah. just kind of trolling people. But the fact that they're going to turn this into some story that has more plot than Leatherface did, I <laughs> just isn't hard. I, I just don't I don't see it. No, it's not something that I my kids would be interested in, and and I don't have enough nostalgia for Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers to mm-hmm. be like, oh my god, I gotta see this. See, I think that's where my prob- part of my problem was. Is I was really excited when I saw this. I didn't realize it was going the direction it was when I first started seeing. It. I'm like, okay, okay, maybe I can get into this, whatever. But then all of a sudden, Chip started talking. I'm like, what the nine fucking hells is that? He, it's thirty years. He's aged. His balls Shut dropped. Up. Now it's the same. And there's there's ways to explain things. Yeah, Tr- Tricky's got a good point. Like, even what even did he the- say, oh, Alvin and the Chipmunks did great. So did so did Tom and Jerry. It will do good. Like, I didn't care for the Tom and Jerry movie, but it it didn't have the same feeling as this trailer did. Mm-hmm. And and Alvin and the Chipmunks, at least there was some comedic value and some story that was in there. This just feels like didn't Alvin the Chipmunks sound like Alvin the Chipmunks? They too? did. Weird. <laughs> now we could go into Weird. the fact that that was an easier technology. It wasn't somebody just doing a voice. It was actually them auto tuning the voice Which for each true. character and all that stuff. So it's a little different. But but I get I get your point because it's just lazy. They're not doing anything. All I'm with saying, it. like I get it. Actors don't typically do voice acting. You could at least try to like change your voice and trying to do something. Like I don't fucking do, like whatever arbitrary voice. Like, the frog. Whatever it is. Yeah. I, sure. Yeah. Cole can be chip. That's perfectly fine. Somebody said I could just talk normal and I sound like Kermit the Frog and that pisses me off. I hear the other thing. I know, <laughs> which is weird too. To, to never even that's never crossed my mind. I've had people tell me I sound like Seth Rogen. Yeah. I have people tell me I smell like Kermit the Frog. Or and uh, then uh, uh, Ray Romano. Yeah, the first time we ever talked on a voice chat, it. I'm like, who? <laughs> I didn't know Ray was here with us, and and I don't think anyone got a word in from laughing for like ten minutes. <laughs> Zach says the lack of vision in this chat is disappointing. There isn't no vision when all you can close your eyes and hear is Seth Rogen talking and being an alien <laughs> when you're watching Paul. It's the same. It's the, that, that's my point. Like these characters are coming, like these people are coming in and voicing these characters. They're just voicing themselves. Like if it's meant to aim towards kids or even like people who watched it 30 years ago, that's where you want to try to find that happy medium. Like, you know, kids aren't going to know the difference. Sure. But like you want to draw them in by at least like sounding like your cartoony, maybe. Right. But you also want to draw on the older folks like us because you sound a little bit less like who you are. Like if I close my eyes, Oh, well that's Chris Parnell or, or that's there. There's Seth Rogen or there's Chris Pratt doing Mario. So, mm-hmm. But what about even like doing the marketing part of Disney of just like putting Rescue Rangers, the original show on Disney Plus and putting it as something that shows up like right. it. Nobody knows what it is. Mm-hmm. It, it just it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the trailer. I actually thought it was uh, pretty entertaining. I'm excited to see what they do with this. I, my, my two concerns are, though, honestly, is is the fact that it's tied to Disney Plus. Like, I feel like with the talent involved, the Will Arnett's and the Seth mm-hmm. Rogan's and uh, fuck Dennis Haysbert. I mean, you got a lot of like very distinct voices and a lot of actors that have done very mature movies. I feel like this kind of being tied to Disney is going to hamper them from being able to really kind of take it to a point where it could get a little edgy, you know, Mm -hmm. a little, a little risque, so to speak. I mean, is this going to be the same vein as like the cartoon or is this going to have some more adult themes? Because honestly, the way it's shot, I mean, it's, 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 it reminded me how Ted was, you know, Ted was a toy in the past. It was very popular. Then 30 years later that, you know, he's, he's Ted. He's, you know, I feel like they could have done that with this, but because really it's like tied that. to Disney, 
it's going to make them very difficult to go into kind of like that more edgy right humor. and maybe maybe we'll have jokes that'll go over kids heads i and, hope it does and like I, you know i'm clearly gonna at least watch it i want to at least see what kind of dumpster fire ends up being but like and, and it might surprise me but if i can get past like because like i said monterey jack sounded like whoever's voice in monterey jack there was sounded no like change monterey i jack. mean it's just an australian accent but it doesn't no it doesn't more than that but 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 even is if it? that even listen yeah. even if that's the case wait, 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 hold, that's hold, the hold, case, how is it more than that because if that was the case, then why isn't any random person just like doing the voice and doing it? Like they're actually trying to make him sound more like the original character. But but it's easier to do. Easier not. Nobody's trying with Chip Bordale's well, voice. Well, I, I agree. That's they're not point. trying. I'm telling you, their point. balls dropped, and you can actually they're, they're deeper. Voice. I wasn't checking out. Was hanging behind their I mean, fucking knees, bro. Chip, Chip may be like, well, you know, Dale. I don't know if I can get in there anymore, man. Uh, Shark seventy nine says they just use known actors to sell the movie, and they're not wrong. This, yeah. Again, this is a continue talking. I'm gonna look up this. Cast. Yeah, I think I, that, that's really all it is, and that, and but but I think therein lies also a problem. If we're trying to hook us on a fact that we just got all these big actors doing voices of characters that clearly aren't trying to voice act, they're just acting. That's kind of part of the problem. That kind of goes back to what I've been saying is that people are just wanting these shiny things and wanting these names and don't care about the fucking substance, or even if it's a revisiting something old, trying to you know, give patronage to the reason why people loved it back then and still want to love it now. So what? here's, I'm sorry, here, here's the voices. I don't know, they had, they had the cast, and they only have a few people like, who they're voicing. Um, But we know that uh, Andy Samberg is Dale. Samberg is Dale. Eric Bana is Monterey Jack. Fucking wild. That's, that's Eric Bana. I didn't know he was alive, but that's yeah. awesome. Uh, and um, Dennis Haysbert is Zipper. And that's Serrano from Major League. Um, And then John Mulaney is Chip. That explains it. But I mean, other than that, you've also got Seth Rogen, J.K. Simmons, uh, Keegan Michael Key, Chris Parnell. Yeah, Chris uh, I mean, it's a stat cast. It's and you can't have Chris cast. Parnell do a fucking cartoon voice because everybody's going to think he's fucking Jerry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Chip and Dale are actors in this movie universe. The Chip voice was just for the Chip and Dale show. Mark Hamill doesn't sound like the Joker all the time. I mean, if that's kind of the angle they're going yeah, with, that's the bit. I yeah. can. I mean, I guess I can kind of see that as well too. But I mean. <laughs> Like Zach does not agree. Zach uh, does not agree with he you. He never usually does. He likes to consume everything really easily and doesn't like to really think about it too much. Wow. Um, <laughs> no, I, if, that, if that's kind oh, of the you're starting process, to win Brian over. Brian's like, yeah, hey, I'm starting to understand where Tone's coming from. That's 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 all I'm saying, man. Like, and but even then, like, we better at least hear John Mulaney at least tempt to do some fucking uh, chip voice because otherwise, I'm gonna not want to finish the the fucking movie. So. You know what? You know what they could do. Somebody just mentioned that. Uh, <laughs> never drew out of. Blanco said it's a VH1 behind the scenes thing. How about this? How about these guys doing the voices of the characters now? We're doing voices when they made the cartoon because obviously that would make more sense to me. I think it, it, I wonder it, it, if that's what they'll do. Because if that's the case, then 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 I get then I'm like okay, I'm I'm getting more of that. Because look, there. I mean, they're animated characters who yeah. did a show and like okay, talk really in a high squeaky voice, and that's how they did the show. Right. And now that they're out of the show. You're hearing the real voice. It'd be like the right. baby from Roger Rabbit. There you go. Yeah, because yeah, he yeah, yeah. yeah, he's always like, he's smoking the cigar. Yeah. And like, yeah. I have my next act coming up here right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was it Baby Huey? Is that what his name was? No, no that's, that's a whole other cartoon. Yeah, that's a whole different thing. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. Dude, that baby was fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. Roger! Yeah. Yeah. How about Chip doing blow off a stripper's ass? Let's get to yeah. I know. I want that, Man, that, that's the kind of edgy stuff he was talking shit. about. Yeah, yeah. I would love to but see But they're it. not going to do that. It's Disney. No. Unfortunately. 
they're going to be limited to what they can do. But I just feel like with the talent involved and, you know, the premise of it, I feel like being tied to Disney is going to be ultimate shortcoming that's going to make mm-hmm. it close. We'll have some of that humor that we see in Disney movies that goes over the kids' heads and the parents are like, oh, my God, that's hilarious. But for the most part, it's going to be tied to that Disney where it's going to have to be, you know, go crazy with. I'm going to predict a 35% Rotten Tomato score. 35? Yeah. Oh, Tom, what are you going with on a Rotten Tomato score? Oh, clearly. Well, users or critics? Critics. Critics? Uh, critics are probably going to be yeah, right around the 40s. I think the probably. critics are going to love it. The yeah. audiences are going to hate it. See, I think, the, I think the opposite. I think the audience is going to be like at a fucking eight. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> All right. I heard that half the movie is going to be a Mandor episode. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Mando and Grogu show up. Also, yeah. the Lonely Island. Well, not all the Lonely Island. Like, Andy Sandberg's in it. Is it technically the Lonely Island's involved? I know, like, I don't know how much of a hand in it. Are they, are they writing and all this stuff like that? Like, not listen, it's not about the bits or it's not even about the story. It literally comes down to some of the voice acting. In That's what it comes down to for me. I love Lonely Island as well too, but like I just have a hard time. Like if it like listen, if that's the whole point, the VH1 behind the like, and it, which it clearly kind of sets that up. But I just I, like when I see you know Chip and Dale, I'm looking for the voices that we've heard for 50, 60 years. Even the guy that took over Kermit the Frog after the other guy passed away, at least still trying to sound like Kermit the Frog. He's not sitting around sounding like the Boss Baby out of fucking rat. Maybe know, maybe they could have used the rabbit. tech that they did to do Luke Skywalker's voice in Mando. Whatever. Yeah. Are you done bitching, Tone? Can we watch? Can we move to the next trailer, please? Jeez, oh man, God, I didn't realize this was gonna be such a bitch session for you. All right, so up next, clip it. There has been a. We, we knew that uh, Jordan Peele was making another movie. Uh, we had seen mm-hmm. some little hints in there, and he'd been a little active on social media prior to the Super Bowl. And um, nice. we're gonna see what his new movie is. Uh, the trailer dropped during the Super Bowl. Let's check out the trailer for. Did you know the? Last created a motion picture was a two-second clip of a black man on a horse. And that man is my great-great-grandfather. Great. There's another great-grandfather. But that's why back at the Haywood Ranch, as the only black-owned horse trainers in Hollywood, we like to say since the moment pictures could move, we had skin in the game. It's a bad miracle. We got work for that. Yeah, nah, nah, nah.
Woo! Gotta uh, be Blanco. A fun fact, the title note refers to what actual inductees say when the probing starts. He's not wrong. Uh, dude, like, first of all, Jordan Peele has made some incredible movies yep. the last couple of years. Uh, the way he uh, uh, goes at, go, looks at racism and how he uses it into the horror genre. And he's he's fantastic at it. Movies like Us, uh, Get Out. Even, you know, he worked on Candyman. There were some interesting elements in that, too. And now we're looking at Nope. And, dude, if there's one genre I really love is has anything to do with aliens. I love that type of thing. Alien invasion, sci-fi, shit like that. I love that. And the fact that he's using that as his premise here is super fucking appealing. Like, I am, this trailer was fucking awesome. Except they usually stick the landing a little more frequently, Trick. What did Trick say? Because I, I actually agree with that statement. They remind him of M. Night movies. Yep. Mm-hmm. Except they actually kind of stick the landing. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, he he is, and I don't want to jinx him, but he he's yet to make a dud. I'm telling mm-hmm. you, Lovecraft Country is one of the best HBO shows. Oh. Woo! And, like, that was mostly all him. So, um. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, no, this this trailer looked awesome. I mean, again, we go back to how he explores racial themes and stuff like that, and how he manages to weave it in with like horror genres or subgenres of horror, and it's just in meaningful ways to it. Not like, and it's not straightforward, and it's not like ham-fisted. It is really intelligent the way that he tells these stories. And you're watching, you're just like, man, I I, I get the fucking connections he's making here, and mm-hmm. I fucking dig it. Mm-hmm. Like it's really, really good. So I mean, your thoughts on the trailer tone? First thing, I mean, I all I needed to see was Jordan Peele, honestly. <laughs> and and like again, especially after he did Lovecraft Country, and then going back and some seeing some of the other things he does, he clearly has. He's he's another one of those guys that like probably doesn't get a lot of talk about because he's still newer in this scope. But he's definitely one of those like Lovecraft. He's a kind. He's a guy who likes some Lovecraft things. Yep. He likes to explore some like cerebral kind of psych- psychological things and that's the shit i like to get involved as well too so uh, you know I, I i'm hoping i cause this is just me i always want a little lovecraft dashes and everything i get a little vibe on this as well too mm-hmm. um and it might not be really that deep into that but anytime it's it's unexplainable the one woman and, and that stands up there's definitely some lovecraft stuff going on there there, there is one that when the veil when kind the of veil, yeah up. so so for me like i'm i'm you know i'm full on board for this like i don't I don't. I, that trailer is enough to sell me. Like wherever I got to go, a theater, wherever it's going to be. Exactly. I need to see it day one. Grass and your thoughts on Nope. So ever since Get Out came out, like when Get Out came out, the, the wife was like, "Hey, I'd like to go see this movie." I know nothing about it. I'm right. like, "Yeah." Uh, I, you just I'm, know Jordan Peele's being like, "Oh, it's probably gonna be." Hilarious. I didn't even know that. Oh, really? No, because I, I just I don't see a lot of ads for stuff. Sure. And she's like, "I I want to go see this." I'm like, "Yeah, let's go to the theater to see it." Sold. On anything he does, like us, we went to the theater and saw it, like opening night. Like, so I'll be there on opening night to watch oh, this yeah. because see this shit. he's yet to make anything that I just haven't thoroughly enjoyed as a movie. It could have been a, it, it could have been the trailer could have solely been Jordan Peele presents Nope. And I'd been like, opening night ticket. <laughs> just a black screen, nothing I, I don't, the UFO or any, any sci fi. I don't even vibes. care. He hasn't lost my confidence yet in his movie making ability. Mm-hmm. So as long as he continues to do that, yep. instead of M. Night Shamalama and Ding Dong, um, in those movies, which yeah. I do not enjoy. <laughs> oh, no, no. And, 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 you know, and I see people talking about M. Night in the chat, and it, yeah. it's very diverse in there. But, like, look, like, I feel like M. Night. But one, the movies that do work, they're really, really good yeah. movies. Like they're really yeah. good, and like I'm, I'm and I'll still, rewatch them. I'm still a huge fan of The Servant. We're making our way through the third season of that. That show. If you guys have Apple Plus or Apple TV or whatever the fuck it is, watch The Servant. That show is such a good show, and it's again, 
it's M night at his peak right now. Now, again, like every M night project, it's how it lands. It's what's the big twist at the end. Yeah. Now this is, this is a show. And, uh, you know, I do remember he said he wanted it to be six seasons, but he's actually dialed it back down to four because he doesn't want to drag out. He's watched a lot of these people who produce these shows have seen what happens to stuff like Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones. Or, or Dexter, or even to that degree. You know, the ones that run too long and they run out of ideas and people are kind of like, oh, fuck, man, it's kind of losing its way. Walking Dead's one that's constantly being criticized by its fan base. Like M. Night said, look, we looked at the story and we cut it down to four seasons because we don't want to mm-hmm. go, you know, overstay our welcome, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And so I really do like M. Night. I think a lot of his movies are really good, but he does have some duds there. But it's just because I will say this about M. Night. He takes risks. He's much like Nick Cage in the director's seat. He will go batshit crazy on some stuff, and sometimes it sticks. Sometimes it doesn't. And I do like that. I like it when a director doesn't just kind of do what they normally do. It doesn't just follow a certain path. Much like James Wan. Remember Malignant? A lot of people in New York didn't really care for Malignant. There's a mixed bag on that. But that's because James Wan said, fuck it. I'm going to take a risk. I'm not going to make the horror movies everyone expects me to make. I'm going to try something different. And that's what M. Night does. And sometimes M. Night, he fucking stumbles and falls on his ass. But Jordan Peele has yet to do that. I'm really no. excited about that because, because of what... But at the same time, and I'll let you guys talk in a second, I'm sorry, but it reminds me of like how we handle James Wan. We see Jordan Peele movies. We know what to expect from his What happens if Jordan Peele tries to peel off like James Wan did and try to do something? How is that going to be perceived? You know, that's, my, that's, my, 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 that's the lesson I learned from, the, from Malignant was like, Look, I know what Jordan Peele can do, but I also don't want to go into this movie expecting a Jordan Peele movie. But- yeah, you got to be careful because if the wheel's not broke, don't fix it, and that's when things sometimes yeah. get messed up. Yeah. Yeah. But, but Jordan Peele, like you said, it feels like before he writes a movie and goes to do a movie, he researches some theme, some, some historical theme, sure. or something that Absolutely. happens, and then says, this is a great theme that I can weave in aliens or you know, right. mind control, basically, yeah, and like, this yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. And then... He takes this historical relevancy, weaves it in, and then the audiences just eat it up. Yep. And, and then you go, yeah, that was kind of <laughs> messed up yeah, that that yeah. happened or, or originally. Like, you see the connections. So you don't. like you're getting a history lesson, too. He's making history fun. Boom, boom, boom. The, the more, more you know. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that's how it was after I saw Get Out. After I left the theater, I was like, so holy great. fucking shit, dude. That was just. That, that movie so was deep. like tense from the moment it started like you were like something's wrong something was off it was very just like you were uncomfortable you're like this is really uncomfortable like something Mm -hmm. weird is going on here all right so wait wait stop 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 before you drink that uh oh let me i want i want want before i want to cuddle cuddle now cuddles is not excited about nope so i want to get his thoughts on this real quick but i want to big because i want to make sure when you drink that we we do want to put the spotlight on you for a minute okay okay so now uh dress you want to set this one up for me set everyone up on what this is okay that is from a new brewery in Ohio, not far from me. It's maybe like 10 minutes away. Um, Fretboard Brewing Fret Company. Fretboard Brewing Company. Um, the guys in the office call it Foogie. Of it. I don't care. How oh, Foogie. Yep, yeah, Foogie. Uh, I thought that was the name of the, bre- the brewery for a while, but that's the name of the beer. It is a breakfast ale. A breakfast? So I can drink it at breakfast? Absolutely. This is the truth. <laughs> this is the truth. I drank that. I got one. Because our, our local grocery store sells singles. So I, I was like, breakfast day. Okay. I picked it up. I had one. Went back and bought a six-pack the next day. Really? And I messaged him. And I said, I've never sat 
ready to go to work in the morning and looked over at my mini fridge and like, I kind of want to have one of these for breakfast. I, I tell you, this would be my in if I wanted to tell my wife, like, hey, look, I'm going to have one because it's a breakfast ale. Yeah. You know, so if I drink 12 of these for breakfast, it's okay because mm -hmm. it's a breakfast ale. Mm -hmm. So so now we just all sit and watch. All right. So, yeah, so now, yeah. um, no, this is a ale brewed with natural flavor added. No, no, just, you know, if you don't like it, that's fine. But we just, we, we, we got to know because they've been really excited for me to try this beer. They've yeah, been yeah. really excited. They, they wouldn't shut up it. about it. But okay. Here we go. Savior. Drink, big drink. Don't. Yeah, save your a little bit. Get that savior. It's you've let it warm a little bit too, so that's good. More flavor, dude. You're not joking. Okay, so tone mentioned before the show. This <laughs> yeah. is like the point of breakfast where, after you've had pancakes and sausage, yeah, and after you've eaten all the pancakes and sausage, but there's all that uh, syrup and some remnants of pancakes and sausage, sausage on the juice. plate. You ain't cleaning that off in the sink, bro. No, you're looking. I'm gonna Horatio Sands that shit from fucking road trip. And you just like lick the plate. You're, 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 it's all that mixture of, again, sausage, grease, mm -hmm. and syrup, mm -hmm. and pancakes. And vanilla. That is fucking incredible. Isn't that crazy? Isn't I can still, dude, I haven't had a yeah. sip in 35 seconds. Yeah, it lingers. I can still taste it. It lingers. It's almost like they just like squeeze sausages into their fucking, like, yeah. I don't know. That, that's, and they probably dude, there's, didn't. There's sausage, there's sausage juice in here. There's sausage juice. I'm they cooked you. a bunch of sausage, mixed it in with the I'm fucking beer, and said, "Here we go." Yeah, dude, I'm telling you, breakfast just yeah, beer's not just for breakfast anymore. <laughs> Any beverages you want me to bring? Uh, IP. Ooh, uh, yes. Oh, yeah, I, nice. I just, yes. I just yes. want to. I just want to say because while while you enjoy that, Ohio gets a lot of got a lot of smoke blown at it. Justified so on on this on this show. Justified and in general from some of the people here. Justified. But uh, there's two beers, three beers if you count my own that was brewed yeah. in Ohio. Valid. That Valid. have blown your mind in the last hour. You guys are still the armpit of the U.S., but I am a huge fan. And of, and uh, you've not had Hop and Frog. I have not had Hop and Frog. Yeah, he didn't. Frog so we so got, I'm gonna need you to back. I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need you to be back up here next week for the PB Porter <laughs> and for Hop and Frog. Okay? Right, 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 right. Next right, week right. we'll have Draston back on uh, for an impromptu show. Uh, well, we'll do a show on Wednesday, but we're gonna have him up. We're just gonna get shit faced. Uh, next Saturday, but we we nail our breweries. No, I, you guys know yeah, this is really yeah. good. I, I think if I liked IPAs more, you know, I would probably be more excited about some of the stuff up here in Michigan. You know, Michigan was definitely one of the really one of the forerunners when it comes to uh, micro brewing um, in the Midwest and really a lot of the United States. But mm -hmm. um, Ohio has such a, an imagination when it comes to you know the different sours or the, like everything. You guys like a lot of your breweries down there because you have so some interest like local spots mm -hmm. like you they're they're always teaming up with local spots like we got that in michigan why aren't more of our breweries doing that up here as well too like one of the cans i've got in my collection that i won't open um it was even because there's such a um a connection with all the breweries like you said and when the tornadoes hit and wiped out a a, a big portion of like middle uh ohio mm -hmm. just a couple years ago all the breweries got together and made a beer together and oh, put it out, and all the all the profits went to help the people who lost things during that tornado. That's fucking sweet. I mean, it, it, they've they've really just knocked it out of the park. Mm -hmm. And then and then the, like these guys are, are relatively new um, in the beer scene, and they're 
them street side is street side street is side, yet to put out a bad street, beer, yeah yeah you know like street side hop and frog hop and frog like those are two just generally right now that that we love from yeah. put out anything bad i can go the, uh that one's from warped wing mm-hmm. that's a mile from my house so you can just, <laughs> can we find a house closer? <laughs> right. <laughs> we can get closer than a mile. Hey. There's a lot of room to maneuver there. Um, let's see what we got going on in the chat. Any beverages you want me to bring? Oh, see, Cherry has one of those as well because I mean everyone's oh, buying them. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So we have one more trailer to talk about, and this one is going to generate a lot of conversation, generate a lot of buzz when it dropped. Uh, Tone, would you say arguably this is probably your most anticipated movie of the year? <sighs> I mean, I, I mean, honestly, I mean, is it, uh, you're obviously a huge fan of Sam Raimi. You love Sam Raimi's work outside, you know, I, Evil Dead. You've yeah, got Spider-Man. I, yeah. I, and, you know, I, I go to bat for him on Spider-Man 3 because it's not his fault. And, yeah, I this if you guys continue to go back and I'm going to keep saying this just for the relevancy of these discussions that we've had. If you go back. So now keep in mind, this was actually supposed to come out originally before, before Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2. Yep. That's why this had a lot of different reshoots. And because now Sony got involved with Spider-Man, a lot of things changed. They, they, they changed some things up. But when Sam Raimi was announced to be doing Doctor Strange 2, which was already named and I was excited about because I'm like, we're going to, you know, because it had multiverse in it already. Like, this is going to open up a lot of things. It was during the Fox requisition that Marvel got. This is one that we've been talking about for a long time that, yes, I'm very excited for now. I was very excited for Spider-Man because Spider-Man is one of my all-time favorite comic book characters or whatever. And it definitely exceeded my expectations. But that said, on a different level we'll say i'm way more excited for this because i think this is really going to pull back the seal on a lot of things we've been wanting to happen for well since the mcu started and i think this is really going to do it finally so, yeah i'm i'm stoked this, this is definitely the film that's kicking off the next phase this is this yeah, phase, yeah yeah all the stuff with loki everything yeah. that's been happening has been kind of kicking the can down the road this is somebody playing kickball and running up to it and just fucking booting the shit over the fucking mountains. Yeah. So. Two things I want to add before we run the trailer. First, Alblanco says, I'm going to be honest, my biggest movie of the year is the unbearable weight of massive talent, and it is. So I almost anticipate a movie because I want to see Nick Cage play Nick Cage. Actually, yeah, that, that's that's pretty much that, that's, top, <laughs> that's definitely top of the fucking list. Dude. It is at the top of the list. Wasn't there another director for this movie and it changed? I believe there was. Um, actually, no, I don't. I think... That Sam Raimi, I don't. I think there was rumors of somebody else. I could be wrong on that, and you guys can double check this. I think just instantly when they brought this in, Sam was tied. They looked to this. at the, yeah the premise of the movie and the, and the horror that it's it's in, putting we, into it. We're talking Sam about Raimi, yeah. Lovecrafty and cosmic yes. horror. This is this is where we're going to get some of that too. But now here's the thing I want to ask you guys real quick from the trailer is you know you talked about you know Spider Man No Way Home mm-hmm. that was obviously an amazing movie, and now you've got the potential of this, especially what we're going to see in the trailer. I think that Marvel has done a fantastic job because honestly, man, after Endgame, it could have dropped off quick. I mean, Endgame was a fucking incredible finish (laughs) to that phase of Marvel. It was an amazing finish. It was, how do you top that? And No Way Home found a way to top it. And now you have this, the premise of it, and then the trailer, everything. I don't know if Marvel could have done a better job at keeping the Marvel train going because honestly, man, that's a big, big drop off from Endgame. Yeah, it, it could have easily just been like, dude, oh, we're done. We're and, done. And, and I'll even say, and like, listen, I know we weren't overly huge fans of Black Widow. That that movie did well, and a lot of people really liked it. Um, we can critique some things about it, but you know, it, it definitely, it definitely is it is not going to be my focal point because that fit more in the last phase. We had keep in mind we had Shang Chi that came out yep. that ended up blowing like. None of us knew how good that was going to be and kind of came out of nowhere. And that technically is going to be part of this phase as well, too. 
but you had the, the I think the difference is, is that you had the Disney Plus shows mm-hmm. that have been able to at least kind of carry that banner in some way and build up some of the characters. Like Wanda's going to be an integral part of this movie. Yes, yeah. and, and like and also build different stories so it feels like we're always getting some Marvel, so we're never disconnected to it. So so like if say say if prior to Disney Plus, if we had uh, uh the the end of the last phase, we had we had nothing to fill in between. So it would definitely feel like the stuff coming out might feel like, man, or you know, it's gonna be is this gonna live up to the hype? But we've been able to keep that kind of train kind of like chugging down the track at least sure. a little bit. But you know, we're now getting to the point with like again, like Spider-Man and and especially I think this movie, like these movies, including with 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 Loki and being able to do the multiverse and be able to kind of give that idea out to us. I mean, they even mentioned the name multiverse in the original Doctor Strange. So this stuff has been in the thought process down the road for a long time because that Fox requisition was probably in in talks way longer than we realized until it was finalized. Um, but this, yes, this this is the stuff. This is the big stuff, and we've said this numerous times on the show. These two movies are going to be the two big ones to really instill where this next phase is going to go, what this is going to be doing. And yeah, I think this is this is the one. This is definitely the one that's going to really kind of help start setting up the big bad, I think. I, th- I think one of the things that that's kind of interesting about it as well is the concept of a multiverse is difficult. It is very I difficult. mean, when you're, you're trying to wrap your head around certain people are alive or they're like, I think what if showed us the, you know, the captain Carter and all these different right. iterations and, and they, they've so brilliantly written this in those little bits of information through what if and, and Loki and these things that we're accepting it. And we're like, yeah, we can roll with this whole multiverse thing yeah, like, without confusing Easing people into it. Cause yeah. like you said it could be very confusing. It can be very like, Oh, come on. No way. But right. the way they spent time exploring the multiverse yep. and building During it up in the pandemic. Yes. yes. When everyone's home, that's actually a good point. Yeah. Everyone's home watching stuff. This is how we get people on board with what we're going to explore the, the, in the these next, next phase. ideas because you have the more grounded to reality things. You put in aliens in the last phase and Thanos. Yeah, they had to build to all of that, a lot right. of that sort of thing and kind of keep people engaged in that. But, you know, yeah, the, this is like with the what ifs and things like that. What if is going to, and we said this before as well too, what if is going to take a bigger piece into this movie than a lot of the other things that we've seen before really tying in directly? I think Loki will. I can tell you right now, anytime Disney Plus puts anything out, on Disney Plus tied to the MC is going to be an integral part. This, none of this shit is going to ever be a one-off. People are no. going None to, of this stuff will ever be a one-off. They're going to lose context at this point. This is really going to be the first one of all of them. Mm-hmm. You're going to lose context if yeah. you haven't seen any of these things. Absolutely. And I, and I understand because I've seen a lot of back and forth about what if on like Twitter mm-hmm. about not watching it and people saying, or even Reddit, well, I shouldn't have to watch all this bullshit. The animation looks stupid. That's cool, but then when this movie comes out and you don't understand it, don't fucking complain about it or don't uh-huh. see the movie when because you you're, missing, you're missing context. All right. Uh, Cuddle says multiverse isn't hard. It allows them to do whatever the fuck they want. Now we can even add in the movies that were shit and hopefully make them better. X-Men. Let's, hey, you <laughs> know what? That's true. Let's true, watch true. a trailer. Let's yeah, watch a trailer. Yeah, yeah. Let's get in. Then it. we'll come back to some of these comments. Uh, thank you, Brian, really by the comments. way. Thank you. Every night, I dream the same dream. nightmare begins I did what I had to do to protect our world you cannot control everything strange you 
open the doorway between universes. And we don't know who or what will walk through it. Wanda, what do you know about the multiverse? Viz had his theories. He believed it was dangerous. He was right. I'm sorry, Stephen. Your desecration of reality will not go unpunished. We should tell him the truth. Triggers a pee break. Oh, you got one coming up. <laughs> Triggers a pee break. Uh, Tone, bruh, we're gonna come to you first. I fucking, I can't even. Like, there is so much things in this trailer. It's definitely out of order too. Um, that's been broken down pretty well. Um, there is so many things to digest in all of these things, and there's a lot. Again, I will point out, there's a lot of what if things. There's at least two or three different characters probably involved. Um, we see some different time hops. We see some different uh, theorizing on on uh, uh, um, uh, some of the areas they end up. But the big piece of this overall is is really clearly Patrick Stewart is is the the big piece. We hear his voice yep. um, because Patrick Stewart and here here again is the 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 huge part of it is the Illuminati. The, and how many members are a part of the Illuminati? I believe so. It's been kind of floaty, but typically five to seven. And how many chairs were up on that stage? I believe there was a total of. Seven, wasn't there? Well, there was five or six. Was there five, five or six, maybe five or six. Um, but we could be getting misdirected on some things as there as well too. It's as um, Marvel does. Yep, yep. Uh, definitely looks like Moto or Mordo, whatever his name is. I always get that wrong. Mordo. Um, he's probably one of the ones sitting on there because that Mordo is not the same one we've seen in the Doctor Strange MCU because he's talking to Strange. And last time we seen him, he was kind of evil. Um, but uh, there's somebody that's got a hood cloak up. That's been a lot of theories. Of uh, one of the one that's got kicked around recently was Doctor Doom. Um, but now the comic book Illuminati. It, that would be really fucking gnarly. <laughs> yeah. oh, that, oh, yeah. That's how they yeah. get in because, um, well, we want the one I really personally want, and I'm not a huge Fantastic Four fan, but in the original, like, Illuminati in the comics, like Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic was one of the Illuminati. At this point, um, if they do bring him out, it better be John Cruz. It, it, it has, it should be a version of him. And I don't want the guy that played him in, like, the other shitty movies. Right, right. It needs to be John because, like, he, you know, have, the internet wants it. John wants it. Like, let's just fuck. I mean, do we've it. also, we know John can act. John's a great actor. Yep. John's oh, got that persona, and yep. he can yep. definitely do a Reed Richards. Yep. Continue. Yep. yep. So, um, uh, I don't think we'll see Black Bolt in this iteration. I think because of how terrible the Inhumans TV show was, I think they want to stay clear from that. Though I would like them to do it at least recognize, okay, yes, just like the Fox shitty movies, that was a shitty show. That was a shitty, you know, TV show series that Loeb did. Let's at least have him in there. So, um, so will we see him? I don't know. But like, 
this would be a good way to bring in Namor. But I, again, I think that Namor is not going to be on this. I think they want to bring Namor in for uh, the second Wakanda as well, too, which is another topic as well, too. Um, but at the end of the day, like we can speculate all these characters. We don't know um, who for sure it's going to be. We know for sure at this point that at least one of the main members of the Illuminati is probably going to be Professor X. Now, that's exciting alone because that means, OK, now we're officially. Yep. We've we've X-Men. we've right right we've yeah. we've we've heard of the mutant they they name they name dropped a mutant in like uh um uh what Eternals. was it um they kind of I think they kind of did it yeah they, they, they did Eternals, Eternals, but before that they did that in Black Widow too Black they, they yep. name dropped yep. somebody as well too so yep. we're finally going to be there to where everything is interconnected and we oh could we have to go back to Loki to help think all that as well but um yeah I, the 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 speculations on this movie right now are just kind of like it's actually like Spider Man levels like everybody's got a, a oh a, there's a, a so much magnifying glass right on this because, did you like, see the Deadpool thing the the Deadpool thing now too yeah, like rumors, they, they think yeah. because they're jumping around so many different multiverses you know especially with like America Chavez and she, that that's what she yeah. does she's she's a multi dimensional like that's what she does she fights in the multiverse um she she could literally bring us to pretty much anywhere is this how we get Deadpool in there. This would be a good point to bring Deadpool in. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody said uh, um, it would be kind of neat if he was in that throne room, also getting yelled at for you know, but <laughs> but you know, for 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 fucking around with the multiverse. Yeah. But um, you know, we see the what look like Legion bots as well too, because another big member of the Illuminati is uh, Stark, who's dead. Now, I don't. I agree with some of the other people out there. That I don't want to see Robert Downey Jr. come back as Stark. I'm just like dude. The rumors that are brewing up are hot. The, though, dude. the rumors of yeah. that, there's a couple that they think it could be, or, or you know, because you see that somebody in the, the the superior version of Iron Man's armor. Um, if you zoom in, it actually looks like Jonathan Majors. That's the thing. Um, oh, really? Yes, and, and because Kang, technically, who he's supposed to be playing, is a descendant originally of Reed Richards in the comics, but they might retcon that and make it more of a Stark, like somehow in relation to Stark. Um, but that, that's, that's, like I said, this could, this, we would need an, a half hour, an hour just to talk about all this. There's shit. a lot of speculation. Um, but I, it, will we see Tom Cruise play Stark, who was originally supposed to play potentially there, Stark? There's a lot of, there's a lot of, bu- there's, again, there's, there's nothing to go on. Nothing. And, and the thing is, man, Marvel has proven to this point that they'll keep shit under wraps the best they can. Mm-hmm. But if Tom Cruise walks out as superior iron man that'd be wild dude this dude you've 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 filled that gap that when you lose somebody like robert Downey jr who's arguably the most important character or most important actor to jump into the mcu because he jump-started shit yeah it was all him you yeah. bring in fucking tom cruise to play the next version of like tony stark even if it's just like for this movie as just a this game, episode as a multi- yeah this series yeah. this this movie only yeah 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 no that there there's I, I like again. If if, if uh, lastly thing I'll say because I'm clearly excited about it and we've talked about this so much on here, but we got such a post trailer. We're so we're so close to this movie finally and everything that's happening. Into if we see Bruce Campbell as a cameo of some sort in this, oh movie, he's I in it, dude. There's no way he's I not. Riot. Like even he doesn't have to be Ash. He doesn't have to be Ash at all. Um, I think that would be really cool. If he was Ash. The chainsaw. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he needs he needs to be whoever. He needs to be somebody in this. Like. I love how it wasn't Spider Man. He was the Major D, or was the uh, the guy at the the theater in Spider Man Two? Was it? Uh, yeah, he was in in the, and then Spider Man One when he was doing the wrestling. Yeah, thing. He, he was the wrestling guy. He was the announcer. He was Spider Man Two. He was the Major D at the yeah. theater. He was like, Shh. he was like, "What's your name, kid?" And he's like, "Man, Spiders." Ah, that sucks. Amazing Spider Man. Whatever. I'm just waiting for Dolph Lundgren. I'm in the MCU movie. Oh man, that's Dolph in the. Yeah, that's Dolph in the. Uh, your thoughts? So are, are we going to see Agent Coulson though? 
I think well her her shield her shield uh captain what is it captain uh captain carter mm-hmm. her shield is in the shattered glass and that so yes. I think that that is a speculation that she could be one of the ones like, sitting that, in the like and the thing is like that shield is very prevalent like, you can clear that now mm-hmm. the Deadpool thing is a little fuzzy mm-hmm. I mean it's it's really hard to see it but if you can see whatever you want to see if you look at something long enough. You're like, oh, hey, that looks like that. I mean, mm-hmm. in the shattered glass, it, it if you look at Deadpool and then you look at the glass, it's it's you can see it if you look at it long enough and you mm-hmm. convince yourself you see it. But man, I'm fucking Deadpool out there somewhere in this 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 movie could be if they it, it, again, and it depends if they can nail it. I mean, we were wondering can No Man No Way Home nail it, and they right. did. This almost seems like this is going to be even more ambitious than that. That's, I mean, this yeah. this is a massive movie now at this point. With the speculation and the mm-hmm. stuff they show in this trailer, this has the potential of being the MCU movie we'll be talking about for years. Mm-hmm. It has somehow managed to take what Endgame finished and make it even more engaging and more addicting than the first three mm-hmm. or four phases. Yeah. I mean, that if it can stick the land. But I mean, this trailer was fucking dope. And you know what was crazy, man? Is when the trailer popped up uh, during the during the Super Bowl, I didn't get to see or hear. I didn't get to hear all of it. And so when you were going nuts and Signal going, that was Patrick Stewart. I was like, what? I didn't hear that part. I didn't either. So I had to go back to my phone and watch the trailer. I was like, holy shit, dude. So now I understood then at that point why the world was going fucking. There's nuts. been a lot of scrutiny on that Blanco. They zoom in on that too, and it looks more like silver armor. So, and when you zoom in really close onto it. Yeah, because it's been back and forth whether it's Monica Rambo as well too. But when you the last thing I saw zoomed in really close, it looked like Jonathan Mate. And and again, like he would be a good fit as, you know, a, a version or younger version of Kang or another version of Kang who not all versions of Kang were evil as well too. So it, it's hard to tell. And again, you know, Marvel Marvel likes to play smoke and mirrors with all this yes, stuff. They do. And, and 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 that so that's well ex- expected as well too. So we really know the point is I, at the end of the day, I, you know, we don't of course really know, but it comes from Loki with the multi, like how the TVA and everything, the timelines. Then we get to Spider-Man strange fucks up the timelines and the multiverse and links it all. Now we're here. And, and, you know, I think at the end of the day, like we're expecting like maybe a big Kang setup, or I'm sure it'll have some links to him or big villains. But the question is, is the real true villain in this going to end up being Wanda? I mean, we hear her say it out loud for one. Yeah. And, and, and you know, we really don't know. And I think the, the next phase or big portions of the phase, the whole end game, excuse my term on that, but that we're trying to get to is um, there's been different versions of the secret wars in the comics. This is kind of trying to set up a kind of like how they did like a light version of the civil war. This is going to be like a light version of, the, of secret wars, which is basically like picking and choosing and taking the best things from different multiverse layers and making them like a big focal point. Now they have the ability to do Oh, and I have breaking news. What's that? This just in. I just found out the wife has to go to D- Detroit in June. Cuddles is coming to Michigan. Oh, fuck. So I need to basically what you're saying. I need to you take need a to week get off. dates real soon. <laughs> get dates real soon. Get me those dates ASAP, my dude. Oh, I will yeah. go down to Detroit. Yeah. We can go to Old Shillelagh Bar, hit up the casino. June, go to a Tigers game, get fucking drunk. You just you just planned out an you planned out an entire fucking day just yeah, by saying no, I feel like I need to work in the Novi office. You, you should probably work in the Novi office, my man, for cereal. Um, I do want to scroll down. There was some things down there. Brian did find out that there was an, actually a, a yes, director. Scott Derrickson was so, okay, the original. So but I saw, I saw yeah, that right and it said Scott Derrickson was a director and stepped down due to creative differences. Good. If they brought in Sam Raimi, and he agrees with the creative style of it, then I guess we're all Sam Raimi's a Lovecraft guy, and this is gonna be this is this is gonna be. 
the the multiverse of madness. There's gonna be all kinds of horror shit and stuff like that. And we clearly see like you know they're renamed Shumagorath and things like that. So yeah, ready to go. So but Wanda, who does whatever she can, uh, does she get her kids back? Yes. I mean, I don't think there's there's a reason why we heard their voices and. You know, uh, uh, there. You know, of course, I always go back to Ryan Airy over at Screen Crush, but he's been saying it probably one of the loudest for a long time and longer than anybody else. They are building a, the the Young Avengers, young Avengers mm-hmm. yep. in this entire series and everything. And America Chavez, guess what? She's a Young Avenger. So you know, her those two kids, uh, one of the the, the kid Loki, um, Sylphie, like all these all these players, all these people they're bringing in, things like this as well yeah. too. These are going to be. Well, it was it was Hawkeye the the Hawkeye show. They were staying um, in the apartment of the lady that ran the West Coast Avengers as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and, and Kate oh, Bishop's yeah. a member of the the the, yep. the young well. So yeah, they're they're definitely building that. Out. It's all about the now, but it's also about the future with it. Honestly, it's all about the present and you and building up these characters that we all know and love, but also mm-hmm. setting up. The cash cow for the future moving, for the moving forward, right? Yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna set everything up with phase four. So all right. Um I hate to do this, but I'm gonna be toned for a minute. I gotta go tinkle. Uh well, you chugged a tug of beer. I drank a lot of beer and I gotta go get the strawberry one that I was gonna wait till after the stream. I'm gonna drink that did here. You so that whole I did, dude. Oh, See, I do this when I'm running. Too. I know, man. You drank your bottle. No, yeah, we'll be I back did. in just a moment. We still got some more stuff to talk about. Lots of stuff to talk about. We appreciate y'all being here on a Saturday. No, it's not ideal, but damn it, it's been a good time. Had a lot of good stuff to talk about. And plus, we got this sexy fucking guy right oh, here. Yeah. We'll be back in just a moment. Kishwifty. And yeah, we're back refreshed. We got some games to talk about, but uh, first off, I've cracked another beer from Ohio. The fine folks that made the breakfast ale, fretboard, and this is a Reba, a strawberry blonde. Nice Get little it? call out to Reba McIntyre. Little Reba, little Reba. That's the night that the lights went on in Georgia. That's not that they hung an innocent man. That wasn't a cue. Oh. I'm never coming to Ohio. I'm full-blown alcoholic. <laughs> my liver will fucking hate me for the rest of my life. Yeah. Never going to Ohio. It's not bad. It's not, <laughs> it's bad. not bad. It's really fucking good. Uh, but uh, all right. So we're going to talk uh, some Lost Ark. Uh, yeah. This uh, this is an MMORPG. Not Indiana Jones. Not Indiana Jones. And, and, Lost not, Ark. and there's no dinosaurs. Oh. Uh, well, why, why I take that back. I, I take that back. There are freaking dinosaurs, but it's. it's not. Why are we talking about this if there's no dinosaurs or any of that shit? But this is a, an MMORPG that dropped on from uh, February 11th. It's available on Steam. It's free yep. to play. Um, I jumped into it on Friday after uh, all you guys. Puddles, uh, I mean, if you want to call in, bro, I ain't mad at you. Yeah, because me and him have been hitting this pretty. Hard. I would love to get Cuddles' thoughts on this. Um. Hang on, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, uh, first of all, give us a brief synopsis of this game while I get things set up for couples to call in. Okay, so so Lost Ark, um, it originally released in Korea. Uh, over, yes, and so and it's been around for for a few years before they released in Russia and one other country. So they've had, I think, their advantage why this has been so successful is they've they've had time to kind of smooth it out for. Um, Oh, oh, playing that card already. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, 
they've taken a different take on the MMO. So in most MMOs, it's first per first person or third person, and you're running around and combat against a rat takes you five minutes in the beginning, and it's uh, one of those more challenging encounters. This this game, they've decided let's go the other route and let's make um, let's take a Diablo style where it's just obliterating hordes of enemies and turn it into an MMO, and that's where this game just shines. No, no, go, go, continue, continue. Um, the the advantage is the the most interesting thing is even at like level well, you start at level ten for whatever reason. Um, but is that you, what I started at? Was level ten? Yeah, like once you work to the prologue, you're level ten. It, it happens so quick because you don't get anything. Oh, okay, okay. Well, right. um, but at every point that you're playing this game, you feel powerful. All your abilities are amazingly strong. Um, you feel like you're really clearing things out. You feel like you're making a difference. But what I didn't expect from this this game was the story. I'm not a huge story. Blaylock gives me a hard time about it all the time because I played some Final Fantasy 14, a lot of cutscenes and story. But this game has some really dark emotional stories that just continue to get better and better and better as you go. And by the time uh, in, in the clips behind us, you'll see some where they're shooting some, some chains at a at a at a wall. That siege story dungeon takes like it's like ten minutes to get through. It's not super long, but like the amount of things that happen is so amazing that you're so immersed in the story, you don't even realize it took as long as it does to get through everything. Right. So, and then once all that happens, and and you get your boat, you realize you've been working on an I island that's this big, and the world is this big. And you, you then are taking this boat and why just sailing to where all these other different islands and collecting these arcs. And there's like seven arcs and you only had, by the time you finish the story, you've only collected one. Right. So you have six more to get. Not only that, not only that, and this is where I'm going to get him because I, I know how he <laughs> plays him, get MMOs. Him. They also give you an island. And you decorate that island. Like you plant hedges, you put fountains down, you do research, you unlock other islands, you can do farming on it, you decorate it. You decorate it. <laughs> it's free to play too, if I mention that. Again. It's, it's free, free to play. To play. And, and looking through the store, there, there's not a lot, it's not a pay to win. It, it's cosmetic things, there's pets, there's things. Right now there's four. Um, Thank you, Private Island, appreciate that. Thanks, dude. There's four Twitch drops for it right now that mm -hmm. you can get. I think, uh, don't they require an absurd amount of time? Like, I've got yeah. one for like 360 minutes or something. It's like four hours. Four hours. Okay, okay. You yeah. just put it on. Time for that shit. One of those guys. and Appreciate that, Private Al. And you'll get them. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, hey, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll do that. But I, I was really shocked. I thought, well, I, I thought it might delve too much into the, the classic JRPG RPG tropes of menu hell yep which it is just like you like those menus baby perfectly fine <laughs> go on <laughs> there there is so many things when for those for those people that like to like min max their characters yep it has there's like these, these you build these card decks that if you get the set gives you bonuses to all this stuff and, and that's what i tell people if you're going to start this game don't get overwhelmed by the amount of options that that's my are. biggest concern with it right now. yeah just play um it, it, because you'll worry about that stuff later. Mm -hmm. You got plenty of time to mess with it, but like they present it pretty early, but really your first 
40 levels is just a giant tutorial because they, they, they don't even let you do trade skills to like level 30. So it just kind of slowly creeps a new mechanic each time. And see, I think it's really, and we're going to get cuddles on here in a second. Um, the, the, one thing that I was, the one thing I thought was most interesting about it when I fired it up and jumped into it, I was like, oh, this plays like, this looks like a Diablo or um, mm -hmm. uh, what's that? Um, the other one uh, uh, had a sequel that was really good recently that has really heavy story, um, but it's it's isometric as well. Uh, yeah, that's a I mean, so many at this yeah. point. I mean, Grim Dawn is one. There, there uh, There's several in there. What's the one that you played? Um, Divinity. Thank you, Brian. Yeah. Say, like, it reminds me of Divinity. And, you know, I'm sitting there playing. I was like, oh, okay. I thought this was like Alders, an MMO. Yeah. But then I realized, oh, this is just a very linear experience to start the game. You're playing mm -hmm. by yourself. You're going through stuff. And I asked you before the show, it's like, you know, the only MMO that I've ever spent any real time with is like Final Fantasy XIV mm -hmm. or Elder Scrolls Online, a third person open world game. Whereas this is an isometric like Diablo. And I'm like, is this like open world? Is this like an MMO once you get past this? Is there going to be people running around everywhere? And you're like, yes. And I'm like, yeah, I'm actually cool with that because I've always loved the isometric look of yeah. Diablo or Divinity. And then you're talking about the story. And like, I will say this, man, when I was playing what little I played so far, fucking combat feels really good. It's, it's, it's really good. really explosive. You know, when some with some of the MMOs I played, you don't see uh, the impact you have with a lot of your combat. Like, yeah. you're just hitting people and you just see DPS. You just see the points. But this, you're actually affecting the crowd. Like, you're really, like, oh, you're yeah. imposing your will on these people. And you're like, it, oh, this it's, is sweet. It, everything is a little unique. Every class is unique. What'd you and, go and with? What's your class? Gunlancer. Gunlancer. I went with uh, Assassin with the one that spawns the demon when she builds up her ability. The Shadow, Shadow Hunter. Hunter. Shadow Hunter. Hunter. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so, so like, as a, as a Gunlancer, it's nothing for me to spin around, draw them all in, hit them up in the air, and then take the gun lancer and shoot a blast that throws them off. Yes. Into this. Like you actually feel like you're impact. Like it's a, and it's not a knock against like uh, Elder Scrolls or or um, Final Fantasy fourteen, but you do feel like combat is more impactful. Like you're really affecting mm -hmm. yeah. the, the the enemies you're going against. And they and they've taken all the tropes out of it. Like you're not collecting 35 rat tails that are a random drop on and you have to kill rats for the right. next 45 minutes. It, it, it's go kill two of these and come forward. But like the quest turn in, instead of going back to the same person, you're moving forward into okay. the next part of the story. So you're constantly moving through you feel the like you're progressing, not yeah. making going backtrack. Yeah. So, shit. so like you're, you're constantly moving. And then playing games like new world, like I like new world, new world had a good idea on their hands. It just fell flat. Everything was the same. Every area you go to in this game, it's a new model of monster. And and honestly, for for a game that's like this, yeah. it is a gorgeous game. Oh, you yeah, can looks, zoom right it, into it your looks really good. It's it, it's beautiful. But but it really gripped me. I did not expect the story stuff that came out of it. Mm -hmm. It's like watching an anime, and you're just getting a lot of that passion. It, it's definitely very anime um, style. You know the the exposed chests and yeah oh yeah oh yeah my <laughs> spiky my, hair my furiosa is very uh <laughs> very much uh exposing everything uh so all, all in all I, i've just been blown away at the variety in the game and for a free-to-play game wow. oh dude free now here's here's my question and it cuddles we're gonna get you on in just a minute uh, actually you know i'm gonna bring cuddles on now because yeah. i do want to get his thoughts on this as well because i feel like this when you mentioned free-to-play there's always a concern i always. have with that uh cuddles are you with us yeah. Yeah. What up? All right. Let me make sure everyone else can hear cuddles. Can everybody hear cuddles? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think they should be able to hear cuddles just fine. 
<laughs> no, 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 you're good. All right. So, um, now the, the, my thing with like free to play games, there's always pay to win. That you yeah. have to be concerned about pay to win. I mean, because that can offset your community really fast, especially, mm-hmm. you know, not so much. From, I, I'd be more worried about it from the PvP side of things. And I understand there's a PvP Very suite so. on this. Yeah. But, like, at the same time, I don't want to have to deal with somebody super overpowered jumping into whatever I'm doing and wiping everything out without mm-hmm. much of a challenge. That shit is fucking annoying. And that's why, I like, a lot of co op games, if I have friends who are super far ahead of me, and if I yep. know I'm just going to walk in and just ride them out, it's, it's not enjoyable for me. I love the challenge. I love the combat. Is, is, is pay to win uh, an issue here? I, I would say no. Cuddles, I don't think we've seen anything in the store that... Well, well like first of all, for pay to win, I, I look at pay to win more for the PvP. If, if you look at this game as a, a whole pizza, PvP is like one little slice of it. So even if there is, and I haven't seen any, I wouldn't think so. Hmm. Um, I've got almost 70 hours in this game. Um, The once you hit level, this game is made for 50. Yep. 50 and below is nothing 50 and above. And everything is limited on your, on your gear level at that point. So you can't just, I mean, you can jump into a lower level. I don't know why you would, um, unless you're like helping a friend or something, but there's everything in the store is all cosmetic from what I've seen so far. Mm -hmm. Um, like Dress said earlier, this story. This is one of the best stories I've played in a video game in a while. Damn, really? This is a this is a free to play game. I there was there I, was like, one I, particular story, uh, without going into a lot of details for those that that do play it that that involves like the the Church Inquisition coming in, and, and like I think I was talking to others while I was playing. We were in Discord and everything, and I and I just all but muted them. Because like something bad was happening, right? And I'm just watching this and just blown away. And I sent him a message. He's like, "Yeah, he's just frozen because the the story is done so well." Wow. Yeah, I'm at the point where you just we um we made our way through like a group of enemies, and we just opened up a door where my character was able to open a door, and we walk in. Oh, there's this below us, and we can. And that's where I cut away. So I know I'm still early on, yeah, in the in the prologue, so to speak. But um, overall, I mean, it's just. So this story opens up more in terms of like a storytelling and you said, and you're telling me based on what I've seen so far, the world opens up considerably. Oh yeah. Uh, on top of that, and Cuddles can speak more on, uh, on this. Once you hit level 50 and do a few things, you get a free level 50 alt. Oh, so you can create another class. You yeah. Know make and it just max 50. levels it. That's fucking dope. Cuddles, let, yeah, let's get your thoughts, man. Overall, very, obviously we know that yeah, the game's very alt friendly. Sorry. No, no, you're good. Like I, we understand that. Like you know, you like the story, but I mean, in terms of the gameplay and everything that you played so far, I mean, is this has this exceeded your expectations? Oh, by far. Like I said, I'm almost seventy hours into it. I haven't beat the story. One, yeah. Like <laughs> I haven't got all the arcs. Like I said, there's seven arcs. I think I'm at four. Um, another thing is my my character, who's a paladin, which is an air quote support character, doesn't feel like it. Hmm. Like I can, I'm, I'm doing my support stuff, but I have no problem going out and doing stuff on my own. Um, once you get to like my level, you can do these dungeons, and like they have an MVP <laughs> at the at the end of it. I've been in the MVP the last four out of like five that I've done as a support character for damage and stuff. Um, out of out of all the character classes, no, but there's like no weak character. No, nope. like it's not playing like World of Warcraft where you gotta you gotta level a uh, a healing a holy priest like it not like that like you it doesn't really matter what character you pick there's not a weak one out of the group great 
uh what Jurassic said earlier with the the quest line like I, I go back to warcraft i played a lot of warcraft like i'm not having to kill 75 goblins just to turn around and go kill 15 more to get whatever they dropped like i'm i'm, I'm literally killing five of them but the thing is i'm fighting 15 of them at a time so it doesn't matter right now, here, here's my question to you guys. Now, obviously, I jumped into the same server you guys on. We're on Carta in, mm-hmm. the, in the U.S. East. Because I'm still early on, does it scale? Like, will I be able to jump in or do I have to, like, because, like, here's my thing with, with this, and, and I love the idea of Lost Ark, and, and I like what I've played so far, but the reality is, is, like, you know, like a lot of us, you know, full-time job. Sure. I have other games that I'm playing that I want to get into, especially on consoles, you know, with Horizon Forbidden West. I can only play this uh, a very few times. Like, am I, is there a way for me to jump in with you guys? Not only where you guys are wiping everyone out easily, but like, will it scale my character to where I can actually do something, even though I'm limited in my abilities? From what I understand, there's not. There's not. Okay. Well, even, even, even that, like I went back and helped Tricky Regent the other day. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tricky, I think I played with Blanco and Cody as well. There, there's parts where I can't even help them anyway because a lot of the story is single player. Okay, so a lot of stuff early on building your character. Now, when you get out of the single player stuff, what level are you typically at? All through the game. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, the, the, it's, it's the, all a lot fair. of the main story is single player. Like it, like me and Tricky would still be in a party, uh-huh. but he would have to go and do his own thing while I was looking uh, for, it's like okay. around the map. Yeah, yeah. Now, what kind of end game stuff can we expect? Well, I mean, obviously the linear portion of it early on, but like, what kind of end game shit have you guys bumped into so far? There, There is PvP. There is, um, from what I understand, there is raids. Things. Uh, I see a lot of people fighting big monster whatever. So... Mm-hmm regular gear grind i think for mmos regular gear grind no i i'm i'm interested in it. like i said it's just something where it's just hard for me to if i did if i didn't do bnb and i didn't enjoy some of the single player stuff that yep. sony's putting out and that, that you can see on xbox you know i would probably be like look i'm gonna pick one game you know mm-hmm. if there's one game that taught me that was destiny 2 i was like man if i didn't have to do everything else i would just play destiny 2 all day long because that's just the grind that i like whereas like mmos they're super appealing to me because it's just like look I can spend all my time playing one fucking game with all my friends going through this together because there's really, even though there's an end game, there's no end to the game. It's just going to constantly be iterated upon. They're going to constantly release stuff where it's super fucking appealing. But the reality is I have other interests in other games as well on different platforms, family, full-time job. You guys know how this shit is. It's difficult. And I just want to make sure that if I jump into Lost Ark, if I put a certain amount of time into it, you know, will I be able to catch up to you guys at some point and oh, actually sure. roll through stuff? Oh, yeah. And, and, and here's the thing. Based on what you guys have played so far, is this a game that you feel like will have that longevity where it's going to be relevant? Because, I mean, obviously, New World, that seems like New World faded fast. Oh, there yeah. was so much jo- a ja- or a hype and all this stuff about New World. I don't see anybody fucking talking about New World. They lost 90% of their player base. And that's why I feel like it's just like game, like any live service game or MMORPG. You look at the divisions. You look at, Mm -hmm. um, what was the shit game by Bioware? I Um, forgot the the name of it. When were you flying around like Iron Man? Outland. Oh, no. What was uh, your Anthem? Anthem. Dude, if these What was that one 343 put out? Halo Infinity. (laughs) (laughs) Stop it. Whatever. But no, I mean, that's the thing with these games. Like, you have to have something. Yeah. You have to have an end game. You have to have something to keep you there because the next lost art could be around the corner and you're yeah. out. Well, this, this game, if you're a completionist, 
sign your life away. Really? Right. Yeah. There's so Tone's struggling over. He's like, fuck, so don't know this. So just like to to give (laughs) like a really am probably to to like give a sample of what this is like. Every area has these like little fruit things that are in them that you collect. And they're part of these, they're called Mm. Makoko seeds. Oh, excuse me. They're Cuddles, what's it say? How many? There's like 1,600? 1,300 of them. So it's yeah. basically the, the, the heart or the, the stars and, um, or the moons in okay. uh, Mario Odyssey. That's just one like part of it. But that's just one. There's nine collector's things that are like that. <laughs> like, you bring up the collections. Tone's and, fucked. And, and not even <laughs> that. Each, each world you have or you go to have is, is what they call the adventurer's tomb, where you have to complete all these different objectives. Yeah. In each individual world, that's why I don't mind going back to help people because all these stuff I missed before because I'm focusing on the story. I can, I can tell you, like as much as I love Dying Light, I haven't touched this. I downloaded All Start. Wow. And, and and like one thing I found really interesting as someone who just loves trade skills in an MMO environment, mm. it sucks when you go to a, a node like a tree to cut it down and someone else runs up and, and it swipes like, the shit. If you click on it while they're cutting it with an axe. You'll start cutting it too, and then you both will pull out this massive saw and start sawing it together. Work together, and you both get the 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 resources from Jesus. it. Jesus, that is that needed to happen twenty smart. years ago, right? That's right. Smart. Like I was blown away because like most of the time, like stop hitting my node, stop hitting my node, and then when you pull that axe out, you're just like, wait, I didn't lose anything. We got the same amount. You're working together. It just MMO. happened faster. <laughs> Every MMO is the opposite. The first five levels, you try and do the thing, and like, oh well. Seven of us are fighting. You've got to get two of the buckets of water. Great. You know, yeah, oh, that it, guy's got it. That's they, smart. They, that's what I'm saying. The, the, what what differenti- differentiates this from New World is this has already been released. They've had time to like fine-tune it, even mm-hmm. things out. And now they're pushing. Now, do we have issues? Yeah. They've had server issues because Amazon did not, surprise, shocking, surprise, shocking. did not anticipate the amount of hype in the United States and Europe. Europe, U.S. hasn't been too bad. Cuddles, I haven't had any problem getting on. I don't think you have. Are you talking about Lost Ark still? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, is that Steam? Yeah, Steam. It is on Steam. Did Amazon bring this over? You said Amazon. It's Prime but, Game published it. Yeah. Yeah, they, but it's on yeah. Steam. Right? Yeah. But like in Europe, they've had massive queues and things. And that's surprised that issue. Amazon publishes that. Publish new. Got to make money somehow. Yes. Yeah, sign, sign up for their fucking grocery store. Now, but, Blanco says, now tell them how quick it is to switch to an instance to farm nodes. Right. So so one of the really cool things that New World never figured out was instances. WoW has had this figured out for a very long time, mm-hmm. but they've never allowed you to easily switch. In this game, up in the upper right-hand corner, there's just a drop-down. And you drop it down, and it'll tell you how populated each instance of the zone you're in is, and you can just click it and go to it. So you just go to an empty one and wow. start farming stuff. And your friends on like, hey, are you, what instance? Yeah, I'm gonna drop down on yeah. four. Let's go to four. Yeah, exactly. It's fucking amazing. I'm gonna yeah. say one last thing before I leave out. Um, one, this this game might not be for everybody. The controls are janky. They, they are. They that. do they, take they, time. They take a little while to get to. Um, it's perfect for people like me and Drassen who we easily get sucked in the game we do this every month we play a different game call the wild two thousand hours for the yeah for the one month but it's also one of those games you can casually play up yep. like yeah. it's not like one you have to just play all the time all the time um i do want to ban cherry though if i can do that <laughs> oh, no you're no, a mod no. yeah i mean okay, I'm, I'm mod. um so i like cherry uh, <laughs> yeah she's all right but i'm kidding I'm like, 
Um. <laughs> Sorry, I lost track now. Uh, like I said, the game's not for everybody. I I get that, but if you are, if you like the completion, if you want a grindy game, like as much as I was looking forward to dying light to grind that game out, like Ballstar came out and said, you know what? I will. I see dying light and raise it ten billion. It's fun though. It's so, a fun grind. Yeah. It really is. No, and, yeah. and I will say, I saw a video. I didn't realize it either. Um, I know it says on Steam, uh, you know, partial gamepad support. And they have to say partial, even if it's close to 100, to cover their ass because there could always be one thing that's not, yeah. and they can be in trouble for it. But I watched the video, and it's actually really, really it, intuitive. It, it's for not control. as great as what you think. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it looked pretty good. Because like, that's one th- that's one reason I thing I liked about Final Fantasy XIV is being able to play it with a controller. Yeah. And it worked really good. I thought, I, at least I did. Maybe the, if I thought that worked good, maybe it'll work good for, for this. So for, so here's the difference there though is that 14 by square was built for a controller. You're right. It's specifically built for. But it still has so it still has like a very complex system. Like it's it takes a second to get used to all the like all the different attacks and abilities. Yeah, I, the way they did it was smart though. Not to get digressed too far off. It's just used to play a lot of that uh is that basically your you're just your bumpers and your triggers will pull up different powers that's what it does in this you know? and, and that 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 makes it easy there so if that's kind of how it is with this it probably i i, t- I will say if they were to put this for steam deck compatibility oh done really? i'll buy a steam deck just for just for this and like Man. the call of the wild more, yeah no more mobile <laughs> gaming i guess uh. <laughs> <laughs> No, that I'm really curious to play this more. Like I said, I'm gonna try to grind through it and get caught up, or get to a point where I can run through stuff with you guys. But um, I just again, it's if I had all the time in the world, I would play yeah. games like this because I do love the grind. I do love the continuous like adding to it, iterations I, I added think, to it. I think the problem is is if you don't give it a good it comes with a good thirty levels, the story doesn't takes a bit to pick up. But once it picks up, you, you're just like, oh, you're committed. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of like dynamic animations that happen with all this, this stuff, so it's very enjoyable. I just don't, boy, don't I'm fucking. Fu- he's a fake it's... MMO guy, dude. And I, it's free. Like he's he's like I like MMOs, and he doesn't play them. I, yeah, I don't like, play them for a reason. Because you fucking don't a play them like this. You're not a fan of them, like you pretend no, you are. I've got my reasons. When I go when I go back, I'll, I'll yeah, make sure we'll, he we'll installs probably, it. We'll probably have to look at it tonight. <laughs> Look at it tonight. Put it down tomorrow morning. Got it. I see how that's working out. Yeah, no, I, I didn't expect it to grip me like that, though. It's 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 pretty good what I played so far. But like I said, I'm not nearly as far along as you. Guys. All right. Mm. Next topic. We're gonna go back to D and D. Let's talk the legends of Ma- of Vox Machina. Fuck Machina. Um, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm gonna Bye. roll over to, to Drastin on this. See you, dude. Drastin. Thanks for calling. In, oh bro. yeah, thanks, Carlos. Have a good one, buddy. Love me some cuddles. Love me, me some too. cuddles. Um, all right. So I want to get your thoughts because you're the D and D guy. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of fill us in where this takes place in the D and D universe. Like, what, what, where does this draw its inspiration from? What makes it so uh, important to the D and D brand? Well, so so the big thing about Vox Machina and the Critical Role show in general is they were while other people did it, they were the first one to really get popularized mainstream where people were like, wait, D and D is not a nerd game. Yeah, they were. were, Yes. And it's interesting their start because they, they started playing Mm -hmm. this campaign. This is a homebrew world by Matt Mercer. Mm -hmm. They started doing it for, I think it was Sam's birthday. Somebody wanted to do it and they're like, let's play D and D for my birthday. That's, I just want to get all, they were all friends within the voice acting community and all that stuff. They all got together. 
they just kept doing it. Well, then I guess one time they were playing, Felicia Day was there, mm-hmm. a friend of theirs. I love Felicia. And she's like, no, you guys need to get this out on the internet. Much kind of like, yeah. And <laughs> it just gained so much popularity on that Geek, Geek and Sundry, which is where they started. Mm-hmm. So, so that's why even with the show, you start in a weird spot where they're fighting dragons mm-hmm. because they had been playing it from home for so long. So this, this world gets built and, and it goes right into this, this arc, uh, Percy's arc for, uh, mm-hmm. the Briarwood arc is what popularity calls. Um, of course this was a huge thing cause they originally, they only wanted to do like an episode or two. They went 12 deep and they got 12 more for season two. Over. Well, this is, this was a Kickstarter campaign yeah, yep. that they broke the, the record on largest Kickstarter for an animation. Or oh, something. is it really? It mm. passed Mystery Science Theater. No mm. easy feat. No. <laughs> so, so this was huge. That, and and if the season ended where it did uh, this week, I would be so happy inside that we just got a quality D and D show for people to enjoy out there. If we look in the past, the D and D movies that are out there and games, Jeremy Irons in in the D and D movie. <laughs> Oh boy, <laughs> it's, it's now the '80s cartoon did get some notoriety though. To be the '80s cartoon did, but that was based on original D and D. So like that was back before classes. Your mm-hmm. race determined your what right. you were. Yep. So it, it it was a lot different back then. But that was a I mean the, the intro to the cartoon they're fighting team. <laughs> you know? Like yeah, that's it, right, it's, right, right. It's, it's it was a little bit different. So so this this is huge. Um, Percy obviously has a really dark story here and you, in these last three episodes, you're discovering the cause of that. Yes. Um, which is just, uh, it's amazing storytelling. It it, dude, like, honestly, God, like I had really enjoyed all the episodes, the final three, but when I realized that a lot of the focus was turned to Percival and his, obsession with revenge and the demon yeah. that conveys that obsession within it was just dude it was like like right then i was like oh this is more about him mm-hmm. you, you know and it, and it was just so well done the strong the, the, to convey an, an internal struggle is no easy feat yeah. and the way they conveyed this with that inner demon his inner demon so to speak yeah was just so well done and it heartbreaking. Like you're just like, man, that is a fucking struggle. Cause they kept showing what was motivating him. Right. And where that manifested this obsession from. It was it was fucking wild. And the nice thing was is like the emotion he conveys in the show is exactly the same emotion he did in the original D D session. Oh really? I mean he poured all it wasn't just like a player that was just like yeah, I I'm really sad, and I spin my gun, and it, the name comes up. No, he I mean he was really just like you can watch him. Um, Talison Jaffe just uh, who's was in Mr. Mom. Don't know if you know that he was like the little kid in Mr. Mom. With Michael Kidd, what is it the one with the Wolby or the older the other kid? The really young one, the, the one youngest Wolby. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was Tal Talison Jaffe. Jaws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got the Wolby. He doesn't want to give up his blanket. Wow. Um, he he just. He has a knack for being able to push that emotion out there like that. And it was just, it's just the way the art crew at Titmouse did this animation to, oh, to dude, match that um, was just such a, a great story. And they captured everybody so well. Uh, I mean, you had a uh, Keyleth 
was basically a failure as a druid, yes. you know, and they, her, her tribe sends her out to, to, you know, like get some life experiences. Cause yeah. you suck. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> you know? Good. Um, the, the, I love the way they captured Ashley Johnson's character because Pike. Oh, she's Pike. amazing. Dude. Because you see her glowing. And of course, Grog is having fun with that. Yeah. But when you know the reason why, she wasn't there yeah. because she was filming blind spot because she is still an actress. Right. So she was doing all these shows. So on the show itself, they'd have her like on a screen on Skype. Oh, and really? So, so like when her connection breaks out and she disappears in the show, she lost connection in <laughs> Skype. So they couldn't, they couldn't get her back. <laughs> Dude, that's fucking amazing. And that's what, that's the crazy thing about this is like, you look at the fact it's been crowdfunded. You look at the fact that these guys have really been the foundation for bringing D and D into such a forefront. I mean, yeah. there's there's other actors out there that we know that we've talked about before, like Matt Lillard and Vin Diesel and Joe uh, um, Yeah, yeah. That, that play D and D that are like very open about it and things like that too. But these guys like really brought this into to <clears throat> excuse me such a big forefront as well too. But this story is like you said, it's a it's a character background story in the middle of a big, huge or arcing story that they fucking played through. This is, this is a, 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 a cartoon based off of a game that these guys played actually rolled dice to play. Yeah. That's fucking nuts. Oh yeah. That's it, fucking it, nuts. And, and it's fantastic. And, and there's, there's tidbits of the main story that get in there. I don't know. Spoiler alert, I guess uh, on this uh, of what lady Briarwood. It's basically they they keep talking about the whispered one. Yes. So in in D and D, the whispered one is Vecna, and there's an item, the hand of Vecna, a powerful lich, you know. Mm-hmm. So so this is kicking off the BBEG for the whole thing. Is she summons Vecna into the world, right? And they don't even realize it, you know. Like, because they got to just leave that spinning ball there, and like oh, what's that? Yeah. But then we get a we we see the power of that ball when the towards when, the end, like, yeah, they send in. Oh yeah, we sent one of our priests over. Yeah. And he took care of it. And he gets his <laughs> fucking skin ripped off his face, pulled into it. But then, then we get to the ending. Yes, the last twenty seconds or so, you know, um, Bex gets this that ringing in her ears yep. again. Again, Laura Bailey. Oh, Laura Bailey. So if you don't know Laura Bailey, you're you're talking like um, Gears of War five. Yep. She got an She's award Kate. for. Mm-hmm. She was in. Um, Last She's actually of Us. the lead actress in the net latest Call of Duty. She plays the okay. main protagonist. Uh, was she Mass Effect? I think so. Laura Bailey. Uh, was she in charge? No. Her her and Travis are married. The guy that plays Grog. Okay. Um, they met doing the voiceover work for Full Metal Alchemist. She, oh, wow. she is lust and he is Colonel Mustang. And that's where they, where they met. Yep, so telltale. Batman telltale. Some telltale. She's, yep. she's one of the, she's one of the more renowned, like, uh, she, she's, voice one, actresses. she's a big time voice actress. Mm-hmm. Ashley Johnson was, is the main character in last of us. Ellie, one yep, she's Ellie in that. Um, and she's done, um, God, growing uh, pains is Chrissy Seaver or, <laughs> or whatever. Seaver, yeah. it, right. Stuff like this cartoon is a great plan for people who play D and D, but also should create a story. It's true. It's true. There, there's so much story that that just. I mean, this is coming out of people's imagination, which yeah. is just fantastic. Uh, and, and then, of course, you got Matt Mercer and and Liam, who have done voices for Warcraft, ESO. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I, anyone in this community that has played any video game has heard one of these people's voices. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely, twice over. Absolutely, yeah. So, so, so then we get to the end of this episode, and you see this sunset, 
and you see the wings and you're going, oh, now we're bringing it all back around the dragon from the first episode. Not just one. And then you see another. And not just and two. another. And four. And then it ends. And then you realize, well, shit. I panicked because I was like, oh, fuck, was this not the end of the season? Because I went to IMDb and it said 24 episodes. I'm like, oh, cool. We have more. But then I realized, oh, this is the hanger. Right. I got to wait for fucking season two to see so what So this kicks off the Chroma Conclave arc, which is a whole new arc, which has got me excited because there's some other voice actors that come in and, and other folks that come in that I don't know if they're going to do that part of the story. Oh. Uh, but this is very another very stressful part of the story. But they they got crowdfunded or kickstarted for these two seasons. Um, I really think, do you know it's got a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes for critics and ninety six percent audience I score? Did it. You, yeah, I was gonna ask you, you didn't know that. I didn't know. I didn't see the Rotten Tomatoes yeah. score on this. Yeah, it's pretty. Well, it's right now what ninety six or ninety five. I am ninety six. Yeah, uh, like on the, the Amazon. I knew this show was good when um uh, we were watching uh, Servant and Ozark uh, last weekend. I was like. I, don't, I told my wife, I was like, you gotta watch this show. And she's like, wow, let's watch it. And she was like, this show's really good. I was like, okay, now I know that this show's legit. And that also speaks volumes about the reach it has. I mean, she's not a gamer. She's not a D&D person. Right. But when she watches, she's like, this is actually really, really good. Yeah. And so she's hooked on it. So, I mean, I believe it when you say the 100% score and the audience yeah. score is right where it's at. It's phenomenal. Art, it's, it's phenomenal animation. Yeah. It's violent and it's it's scary, man. Like I tell you, that wraith uh, in episode four at the castle when the mm-hmm. raids come in, that shit was fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. But the story and the writing, the voice acting elevates it to the next level. And again, you know when when you can sit there and explore something like the trauma that Percival is going through with revenge and all this stuff, and watching his family get killed, and you can convey that to an emotional stake in an animations in, in an mm-hmm. animation setting, that's no easy feat. It's hard to do that in anime right. in animation. Outside of like Disney, it's very difficult for animated stuff to get people emotionally engaged into certain characters, which requires strong writing, which is what this has. Right. And and then and that's you know, these guys are all voice actors originally yep. that played D and then said, Hey, do this. It's kind of, you know, so so that's why you can get you know, these guys do anime and they do things like that. So they can convey those emotions. Ashley Johnson's Ellie, you know what I mean? Yes. So they can do that. You know, it, it which is also contrast to like bringing regular actors in to do something like Chippendale. God, he he, he really spent that, that whole in. time just to get to it that weekend. It was a long build Fucking up. Gotcha. It was, and it wasn't even worth it. Gotcha, but it's a fact. So I, I think um, I think yeah. Amazon is going to pick them up and continue they doing so. campaign one. Amazon is a great place for animation right now. You look at Invincible. Dude, you look at yes. this. They have mm-hmm. some fucking quality titles. And you need, it's not. It's not like just like an, as an anime fan, like a lot of Eastern anime. It's not just like anime. Right. This is just like Western like cartoons or whatever for lack of a better right. term that are just compelling stories they have action, anime dna story. to them but they're in the right. western style right right and and, and they're, they're good and they're good and that's that's the that's the it's so. really really so depending good. on how they play this out they've got a lot of content to work with <laughs> several episodes to to continue the story of campaign one and then you got campaign two because the show actually is in campaign three right now so this could keep going if Amazon's ready to do Amazon. Bill for and it. I feel like Amazon's in that position, man, where there's just enough fucking nerds out there where we're going to tune into this shit every fucking time they put out three episodes. Yeah. Amazon's going to be fucking stupid not they, to they, put they, 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 It would be wild of them not to pay. They will never have to use a Kickstarter ever again. Amazon's going to be like, name your price. What's yeah. odd is the, the way they dump these so fast. Three episodes a week, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Hey, you know what? I mean, I, shit, what was it? I saw an article. I didn't get the. the 
the deep of it, but um, HBO Max regarding uh, the way they handle um, their weekly releases. It's really interesting because, and we talked about this multiple times in the past, whether, I mean, obviously this is three episodes at a time, but it's not the full season in bulk. Look at what, look at Ozark season four, for example, it dropped that whole season one week. Is anyone talking about Ozark right now? And not, not a shot against Ozark four. Obviously you liked it and it's really good and it's reviewed well. No, but I mean, honestly, man, if you go on social media right now, is anyone talking about Ozark? Well, I mean, probably because people like we binged it in a week. Right. But, uh, but I'm, what I'm saying though, is it's relevance. Nobody's talking about it. Yes, very sure. Go on social media. I don't see anyone talking about Ozark. They all watched it. Right, but I'm saying that's what makes makes this more compelling of a release schedule because it continues to have people going. The conversation keeps going. So so what you're saying is what you said originally with the D-plus things, and my complaint was, because I'm a binger, is that you say it keeps it rolling longer because you were just do an episode or a few a week. Exactly. That's your point, right? Yeah, I love that. I love okay. that part. I'm just making sure you weren't shot in Ozark because I was going to come at you like a spider. No, no, team. absolutely. And, I'm, and, and I made that point at the beginning. I said it's not a shot against Ozark because obviously it reviewed incredibly well, but in terms of relevance and continuing the no. conversation going I, forward. I, 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 no, I, I do. I, I, because I get what you're saying. Like, I, I agree with that. I think that does keep conversation going longer more um, speculation more yeah, conversations yeah, going absolutely. and that's absolutely. where even even at three episodes at a time i was hyped i'd watch all three episodes oh, yeah. and be like fuck man all right let's keep going Dude, I, well shit if i'm working from home and they dropped i'd have to like i'm on lunch hour i gotta at least watch, i gotta watch one <laughs> trying to eat my sandwich and figure out like, oh, 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 it's like this like well, I, I was i was sitting in the hotel room thursday night and i was just hopped on discord on my phone and was talking to the guys and stuff and I'm like, yeah, you know, we got Vox Machina tomorrow and everything like that. So I just happened to, to get it in, uh-huh. the app installed on my phone and take a look at it. And I'm like, they dropped Thursday night. They dropped a day early. Uh-huh. So I'm like, bye. And I hung up on them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here. Jay Hill says he's wearing his comfy B&B hoodie. It looked good on him, dude. Yeah. Look good. Yeah, on. we appreciate appreciate that support. Buddy. And hey, before we take another pee break, because Tony has to go pee again. I don't. Uh, yes, he does. Uh Big shout out to Jay Hill again for picking up that B&B hoodie. Uh, If you want to pick up some awesome merch, yes, B&B, head over to the B&B merch store. You can grab yourself a t-shirt, hoodie. I think we have edible underwear. Maybe. And if you get anything on the mouse pad, like anything, you know, thick, you can just like wipe it off and clean it. It's yeah. Just don't put it in the dishwasher. It's not good. But I know Tone really has to go pee. We're going to take a quick break, and we have one more topic. We'll wrap things up. We appreciate each and every one of you being here on a Saturday. Love you all very much. That's a good question. Question, are you going to have merch at Comic-Con? Uh, we probably won't have merch at Comic-Con. We're going to have merch at Pom- Comic-Con. We pro- we'll have a couple of things. Talk about it. Talk about it. But we will have some stuff. Two weeks out, so we'll see. <laughs> I forgot about delivery <laughs> time. Well, we'll try. We'll try. Or you can just hit that link. Or you can hit the link. Uh, pick some up. Either way, we'll be right back. Buy me beer. Beer. And welcome back. No idea why the mics are cutting out. Hopefully, uh, has it been the entire stream? Has it been noticeable? Or is it when we move away? Like, is it? Ah, so yeah, it cuts out when I move away. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. That noise gate. Hear me, and then I come close, and you can hear me. All right, so na- noise gate. We gotta look at that. Appreciate that feedback. Per usual, mm. usually tones the best to keep in his mouth wrapped around that thing. So that's. Uh, that's Do really you want to taste it? Do you really want to taste it? Let's talk. 
about the Peacemaker finale series as a whole. Um, this, uh, this show tone has really just, um, really surprised me, man. Honestly, from the first couple episodes where I was kind of a little indifferent, you know, I was like a little, uh, hopefully this picks you up. Struggled. Struggled a little bit early on. You struggled. And then it got, uh, you know, then I kind of embraced what it was going for. But man, James Gunn has really shown that as good mm-hmm. as he is as a director, he might even be better as a writer. These last three episodes, especially have been incredibly emotional way more than we've seen in any of the previous yeah. six ep- or five episodes prior to this. We've seen um, them flesh out Peacemaker's character. We got to see Economos. We got to see Hardcore all have great scenes. Ebedai had a great, multiple great scenes. These last couple episodes have been some of the best that we've seen from James Gunn in terms of movies or TV shows. Some of his best work. I would say pretty like every single character in some way Maybe not so much like Vigil- Vigilante as deep as Vigilante is my favorite character, by the way. That, if he's, he's not your favorite character, you might be a pee pee, but um, <laughs> they've all had some form of like moment of clarity in some way or some character growth or development. And I just, I got to, just to point Blake say this, I cannot fathom still, even after watching it, how James Gunn has been able to direct and do things like he did with Guardians. We knew there was a lot of things there. He clearly in eight weeks wrote some fucking near masterpiece of something, but just be able to do all these things that you would want, like this mature themed, like toilet humor, um, uh, actiony comedy, good storytelling, good character development. How in the fucking nine hells in eight weeks, can this guy put something like this together or at least have like, it almost makes you look at other things you see out there and want to go like, you're not trying hard enough. You're not trying hard enough. You're not trying hard enough. Like, and I'm like, I just can't still can't wrap my head around all of that. Like, I don't want to just sit here and jerk them off all day, but to be honest with you and a lot of people, their favorite MCU movies are the guardians of the galaxy movies. Yep. And that's multiple characters yep. that typically in those have some form of multiple or some form of clarity. And he directs those and doesn't have maybe as big a hand of the writing. This is him. He wrote. He wrote. Uh, he wrote the Guardian movies. Did he actually just straight yep. up? Okay, so so, so the question is okay. So because I usually get you know with with Feige, I know they have their hands heavy. I'm sure they're so they're heavy handed, but it's still. His, but I mean, still his, but this was him mind. probably more. I guess unleashed in the end of the day, but it just I, I just as I step back and look back on this, and and again, I I think I was one of the ones that was like sold on the intro and the first episode, and I'm like I'm all in. Mm-hmm. I'm all in. like I was ready for the ride, and I just. I'm still I'm still baffled by how good this show was, and I really mean that wholeheartedly. Like this is one of the best TV shows I've seen as an entertainment and enjoyable piece in a long time. Like it hits so many like just just boxes that I I still I, like I said I'm still baffled by this. It's just it could have been just dumb humor. It could have been raunchy. It could have been all that stuff that we got from Suicide Squad. But man, for whatever reason, this just jumped into way more dramatic elements i mean you get the violence you get the action you get Mm -hmm. the humor all that stuff but when they start to really kind of dive into peacemaker psyche and everything that's going on in his head especially with his father after he kills his dad Mm -hmm. you understand the impact that his dad has had on him Mm -hmm. a traumatic experience through his childhood up until after he kills him he is a it, it explores so much more depth i mean obviously i liked peacemaker in in suicide squad it's John Cena being goofy. Yeah. It was John Cena being goofy. But yeah. even this peacemaker is more fleshed out than anything we got in fucking Suicide Squad. Like, right. we've really put him under a microscope 
And James Gunn has just done a great job of just fleshing out this character. Like he's, yeah, he's a fucking idiot sometimes, but now you have an understanding of why he's like that and why he's so awkward and why mm-hmm. he's just, it's so difficult for him to do what he does and go through the days mm-hmm. that he has. It's just, again, it's phenomenal story writing. And it's the fact that, again, I don't know if you can convey this stuff in a movie. In That's a two and a half hour movie. Two and a half yeah. hours you versus need eight, eight episodes. episodes to really dive into yeah. stuff and let somebody like James Gunn, who has just a deft hand, who can tackle all sorts of different themes. Mm-hmm. He can tackle drama. He can dra- tackle comedy. He can tackle violent. And he, mm-hmm. He's just a very talented guy. Like I said, man, I put up a, a poll on Twitter. I didn't see what the numbers were on it, but uh, I have to go. Like 86 it was like high eighties, ninety something percent. Yeah, like the like the rating I get, but like the more important thing is I, I I seriously want to know what does everyone think about James Gunn in terms of like his writing? Where does this rank? I mean, obviously, like I love him as a director. We right. know what he can do there, but as a writer, man, is that his true talent? Is it just true talent? I mean, what do you think of it? What do you think of the overall series? So, so I was one. I had no desire to watch I this show I was, at all. I am because... one of so much uh, like skepticism. I hated the Suicide Squad, both of them, so much. Mm-hmm. Because DC has not put out a decent show since the original Wonder Woman. Oh. I, I just didn't. I thought Wonder Woman was fantastic. I thought, well, DC's finally turned the corner, going to be like Wonder Marvel. Woman 84. And then they made that one. <laughs> and then they made Aquaman. And I'm just like, this is all trash. I like, So then you take a character like Peacemaker from, from Suicide Squad, and you're like... Okay. You take yeah. You I, take I'm, somebody who like, and I think part. Do you think part of that is because it's John Cena? No, no. Because like, well, I don't like, know John Cena. Uh, really. Let me let me let me preface that. Let me, let me restate, restate that. When you look at John Cena, you you don't think of somebody who would have a terrible amount of range. You think he's right. a guy who's there to just kill everybody and fight and be a badass. Whereas like so immediately you take that and then you take the fact that Suicide Squad was just kind of a meh movie, and then you get. You get not only get good writing on a James Gunn, but you actually get good acting. This is mm-hmm. good acting by John. Now I'm not going to say he's should getting gold globes, but this is way more range than I expected out of John Cena. Well, yeah. So, so then, of course, listening to you guys and like, oh, you got to watch this show. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll, I'm finishing up my other workout show. I'll watch this one as my workout show and be in the cool or whatever. But <laughs> so I watch it. I'm like, okay, so this is just going to be goofy, you know. And I'm oh. fine with that. A comedy is a comedy, you know. I'm I'm fine with that. But then you 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 get that first moment where he goes back to his trailer and breaks down, yep. crying, and you're like, I feel that, mm-hmm. I feel that hard that mm-hmm. putting on this outside persona and then in your private moments like just breaking down. Mm-hmm. I was like, God, that that hurts. Mm-hmm. And then you know as you start learning more about what happened with his brother and how big of a tool his dad was, and then. That moment when he sits there and he starts playing Home Sweet Home on the piano. Oh, my God. Which he actually played. Yeah, which he actually played. And then the next episode, you see him and his brother sitting in the room, and that's the song that's playing the day that he died. And you're like, holy shit, this is good writing. Yes. This is just... Because Gunn has a a knack, uh, obviously, with Guardians of the Galaxy, with mixing the right music for the situation is... And, and he's done it again with this he's show. So good at it. And, and then, what what's interesting? And, and I'm going to loop in some Eternals here because Eternals was a a big squad movie, mm-hmm. you know. And this was a big squad movie because of uh, Economos and everyone that's in right. there. When we get to that final episode in this one, and stuff starts happening, 
like I felt for what was happening and I was like, no, like I didn't want anything to happen to that character because I cared about that character, Mm -hmm. even though I didn't get a whole lot from that character. Mm -hmm. So, so then as it, as it wraps up and moved on and, and, you know, of course they get the song going, we got the full song intro song, which, which I'm surprised Diebeard didn't tell us with all the extra, um, uh, the extra lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We got the whole thing, the whole song, but, but even with the moment with the, the, Feeding the last of the, the, the stuff to the butterfly. Yeah. Like, just brilliant. Well done. Yeah. Like, and, and then we, we hear we're going to get a season two now. Yeah. They confirmed that before the final episode even aired. Mm-hmm. We are going to get a season two. And, um, dude, like, they really set up uh, everything good with, with Peacemaker because even though his dad is dead, uh, he's still very much yeah, a part of, like, Peacemaker. Yeah. And his psyche and the stuff that he has to deal with internally, his father is going to continue to haunt him, even though he wasn't as haunting as he was the first time he saw him in the woods. But, you know, you know, and some people could say, that, well, maybe this is just Peacemaker coming to terms. I don't know about that because of the smirk that his dad had. You know, he's just kind of like smiling like, yeah, you can't get rid of me. You know, you might be able to shut me down and here and there, but I'm still here. It's trauma. Yeah, it's trauma. And I feel like that was just so well done. And, you know, again, you get to see Economos. He's going back to the prison to do his job. Uh, Hardcore is going to rehab. Uh, Ebediah is back with his with her wife. And, you know, you just, they're all doing their thing. Now, I you know, I don't know what they'll do for season two, but we do know right now that James Gunn is not only writing every episode, he is directing every episode of season mm-hmm. two. Whereas he kind of handed things off here and there throughout season one, he is directing every episode of season two. Awesome. <laughs> sweet uh no it was it was it was a great series man i mean again this is just something where um i would have never guessed if you would have told me right you know last year that peacemaker is going to be the best dc property right now in terms of its (laughs) movies and tv shows trailer and we said this when we first started watching the series i didn't give two shits i'm like fuck suicide squad i don't care about this i don't you know and then and then now here we are and i'm you know it completely changed my mind and you know like i know you know, clearly James had his hand on Suicide Squad. And again, it comes back to that two and a half hour versus eight episodes and things like that as well, too. But I also think just him being able to take a character with that so obscure with no real background story can kind of just like let his fucking pen and pencil just flow where they want to, mm-hmm. you know, and because he because it, again, it gives him more freedom when it's in these episodic kind of things. Whereas, you know, to you looking at Suicide Squad, OK, I got to get here, here, here and here by this time and move on. You can't do the things in that that you can in something like this. That's why it was so gripping. So, you know, James, I think at this point, people need to look at this. And clearly HBO has for given another season. But, like, we want James Gunn to do the movies. We want him to do the Guardians of the Galaxy and things like that or whatever it might be. But maybe people need to start saying, we want to see that guy write some other things, too. Let's right. get him some more. Let's, let, what else can he do? Right. He can, he can tell a story and he can develop characters. Mm-hmm. So maybe we get him out of, you know, doing the com- comedic bits and some of the music stuff. You know, maybe let's see what kind of what kind of horse shit could he do. I don't know. The music makes such an impact, I, and I do. Agree. <laughs> I mean, Guardians like, of the Galaxy is probably one of the best soundtracks outside of Forrest Gump. That that was did. one of the few soundtracks that I bought in the last like decade. Right. Was uh, uh, the original Guardians? It's it's fantastic. Uh, it's just you know, I I'm just I'm such a huge fan of what they did with this character, and again to be able to take something like um, what happened? No, I'm just saying. Oh, yeah, Jerry knows what's up. Um, no, but I, I think the two takeaways for me right now are is just 
first of all, James Gunn being able to flesh out a character like Peacemaker who had no business being this fleshed out. And second of all, John Cena's performance has really, I feel like in my opinion, has taken him to that up next echelon uh, of actors. Because honestly, he could have just been a muscle-headed idiot who just runs around and kills stuff and flex. We got to see some really powerful scenes from him. We were like, man, this guy's mm-hmm. actually got some fucking range. It sh- yeah, it shows now. And, and, you know, we come back again to these guys. Like, look at, look at like, The Rock. Uh, you know, look at some of these other guys that come from wrestling that have had pseudo-careers. Now, not all of them are going to stick, clearly. But, like, you know, it just shows that these guys who are basically wrestling is a, a, a theater kind of thing. Like, it's it's an art form. It's, it's acting. It shows that some of these guys do have it. Now, is he The Rock? I'm not saying that. But, like... This gives him more range than he did in Suicide Squad or some of the bits in the movies he's been in. He's been funny in some movies, and we've enjoyed that. This shows that just like people's skepticism with Chris Pratt carrying a movie with the Guardians of the Galaxy and doing things out of his norm, John Cena can clearly potentially carry a TV series. Now, maybe he's going to be packaged into you know more some comedic bits or stuff like that, but at this point, I'm kind of curious to see what else he could do potentially. You know, I would be some, he'd be somebody now, now after seeing this, that you might want to consider giving a chance to, because clearly he's got some range that he hasn't been able to really do. Slither is fucking amazing. Slither is amazing. Uh, Jay Hill says the only character's presence that didn't do anything was uh judo master. Didn't feel like he added anything. I'm curious to see if judo master is going to be a big I, part of season I two. Feel I feel like, so. I feel like there, yeah, I feel like there's part of a reason. I think his, uh, his is coming. I think he was kind of meant to be just kind of, I think. He was more of a bit. He, I was going to say, I was just going to say that, that I think that character was meant to be a bit and he was a bit the entire season, but I think they're going to explore. I think I got a feeling they're going to explore that and more. We'll uh, see. I would, I, but I agree. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, definitely. Just a, a fantastic series. And if you guys and girls have not checked it out, please check out fucking peacemaker. Mm-hmm. It is amazing. Gnarly. And guys and gals. That's it. Rastin, you survived your first appearance on B&B, man. I did. It was a lot of fun. No, we were really, really happy to have you on, especially because we knew we were going to be talking about a lot of D&D stuff. We knew we were talking about Lost Ark. And we've, you know, we've always been a fan of what you're doing over on your channel, Seven Dungeons, over on Twitch. Check it out every Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Right here. He's also the unofficial pregame show prior to B&B on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. the official unofficial pregame show. There it is. There it is. So. But uh, Dresser, where can we find you on social media? Anywhere on Facebook, Twitch? Oh, uh, we're we're on it all actually. Everywhere. So we have a uh, Seven Dungeons is on Facebook. Um, right here, the Twitter. Dresser yeah. one a Twitter. Yeah, the Twitter. Um, God, we're on Spotify. We're on all that stuff. You're still waiting on OnlyFans. And we're there too. Oh shit! We do a special program where I roll it like that. You know, you pay the extra money and roll a dice, and I remove. Okay, whoa! Whoa! We're affiliate. Fuck them. Shit. But no, no, we're all we're all over, and we we appreciate you stopping by iTunes. You audio versions of the show. Yeah, definitely. You guys and girls, I'm telling you right now, production values through the roof. Everybody involved. It's genuinely exciting and fun. Uh, will your podcast make me uh, less of a shit DM? Asked, uh, John well, I can't, I can't uh, guarantee that, but... Uh, you can learn. You can also come over to our Discord. Uh, we've got a little section there just for asking like DM questions and, and things like that and anything D&D related. Um, happy to, to answer stuff there. Um, we're going to be doing... And, and if I don't, uh, Tone will probably kill me. We're going to be doing some more like... Uh, 
DM training tips videos yeah, for, I, think for that's, I think that's I think that's important because honestly, man, that's the most intriguing element of it for me is when mm-hmm. I watch you up there doing your thing. I was like, man, how the fuck does he do this? How does he come up with these storylines? How does he fucking it do it? Like, look, man, like you're content creation. You understand the how difficult it is to create right. something, try to make it your own, but to also make it appealing to others. Right. And you see the growth that you guys have had and you, you see that you've had and it just makes you wonder like how fucking goes into that and i'm sure there's other people out there who are like man i love dne i love to be a dm but where the fuck do i start make some fucking yeah. videos man because obviously you're very good at what you do you're very good at what you do thank you dm you're very good at what you do a content creation you put together a quality show with good production values you have people that you have great rapport with it it doesn't hurt to sit there and share your knowledge of what is a very difficult task and give other people's inspiration like how can i do what he's doing i think yeah. that's important yeah we are going to do uh we, we've talked in the group we're going to do some um community one shots as well this year fuck you so. go and if you want to experience it firsthand and you live in the tri-city area or you're visiting march 5th and 6th the midland mall comic-con it's happening it's a real thing and uh Drass is going to be there that's right. Putting together some sessions multiple times throughout. Is it Saturday? You're doing Sunday too, right? Saturday yeah. and Sunday? Mm-hmm. Doing- Saturday and Sunday, March 5th and 6th, the Midland Mall Comic Con strikes back. Grass mm-hmm. is going to be there. Tone and I are going to be there. Boots is going to be there. Going to be crazy. Crazy. Going to be cray cray. That's a good question. They're an admission fee. Nope. Nope. No admission fee. You just show up, hang out. Now, when we go to the bar, D&B isn't that lucrative yet where we can't pay for everyone's drink. So if we go to the bar afterwards, that's on you. But if you want to buy us a beer. But if you want to buy me a beer, that's fine. You can see the damage. Yeah, RV, get up here. (laughs) You buy buy Tone a beer, you might get hit on. You might not like that. So it's kind of weird. You will like it. But uh, Dress and man, we appreciate you being here, brother. We appreciate you. Thanks for having me. It's been a good time for sure. Uh, Tone, is there anything you'd like to add? Other than you're super um, excited for Chippendale? I'm, uh, well, are we talking the Rescue Rangers? Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Continue, sir. Uh, yeah, no. Um, You know, as always, we appreciate everybody's support. We know it's really random that we were here on a Saturday. It was really just great that you could be here in the area and we could say, hey, let's do a Saturday show and get you on and talk about stuff, right? You have been uh, an integral part of Banter Babble for a while. Clearly, you're the pre-show, unofficial pre-show show, show <laughs> official, whatever. Official, unofficial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but, uh, uh, you know, our, our communities kind of mix a little bit as well, too. Um, but, yep. uh, you know, we do appreciate all you guys, again, of course, being here on a Saturday. It's really random to do this midday. Clearly been doing this for a couple hours now at this point. But, appreciate you, Brian. Um, for sure, we do appreciate all of that support. Don't forget to the, follow us on all the social medias, Facebook, YouTube. Go over to YouTube. We're close to that 500 mark. You get a chance. Close. Jump on close. YouTube and give us that sub. We're getting close to that 500. You know, Find us on Twitter. We do a lot of communication on there, too. Of course, some of you guys out here on Facebook now, which we really appreciate seeing you guys. And on YouTube, clearly on Twitch. You know, We're just we're trying to push hard this year, and you guys have already been doing a great job of that as well, too. If you want to buy some merch and support us, two things you can do. Of course, the merch, like I just said, at the merch store. I don't know if we've got a link for that or if it randomly rotates. It randomly pops up. Through, through, i got to work on a link. The, you got to work on a link. Hey, you're yeah, a creative yeah, director. Maybe yeah. you should fucking no, do it. I write shit. I don't implement it. So, 
Um, but uh, other than that as well, too, we do have a Patreon now as well. So yes. you can support us there, too. Buy me beer. That's awesome as well. Everything that you do, do, you know, all the money goes right back into this, whether it's for. And seriously, shout um, out to the folks um, that jumped into the Patreon. Already. Yeah, we, we appreciate you guys. We appreciate like, that support big so, time. So thank you so much. Just just generally just want to thank all of you for always being here and doing things that you do. And, uh, you know, we, we can't we can't thank you enough, honestly. So um, with that. Uh, Cherry, if you're watching on Twitch, just go right to the About Us page. It's the first tab right there, Patreon. Click on it. And if you like. Like I said, we will never sit there and ask you all to support us, but those Thank that you. do, we appreciate the support. It goes towards the production. Mm-hmm. It helps us be able to get to certain events. It helps us to upgrade things. So it's – we never want to – like the thing is, man, we and you understand this, oh, as yeah. you continue to grow your show, we never want to become complacent. We never want to just sit there and – like, hey, we made it. We want to continue to grind. We want to continue to work at it. Mm-hmm. And we want to make this a show that you want to be a part of and tune into every week. That's why we do what we do is because you're here every week. And I understand Saturdays doesn't work for everybody. We'll be back Wednesday night. We'll be back to our normal time on Wednesday night this week. And then the following week we're off because we'll be back on we'll be Saturday, back on Saturday <laughs> so. for the, for the Comic-Con. <laughs> but after that, we'll be back to Wednesdays. Um, but the other thing I want to mention is, seriously, I can't, and I can't stress this enough, if you're listening on Spotify or iTunes, those five-star reviews help out a ton. We've already got almost 10 reviews on iTunes, a couple of written reviews. Those go a long ways mm-hmm. to getting the show more exposure and getting it in front of more people. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure even if you're just watching on Twitch and you have a YouTube account, subscribe. And if you enjoy the show, hit that thumbs up. If you're not ready to give us a thumbs up or if you're not ready to give us a five-star review, that's totally cool. No fake like thumbs up or five-star reviews. Send us feedback. We need to know what we need to do to make this show appealing for all of you. And uh, make sure you tell your friends if they want to hang on a place on Wednesday nights. We got a place for you to hang on on Wednesday nights. We get drunk. We talk about all sorts of nerd shit. Yes. And we have the occasional sex appeal on. And uh, that's what we do. So do that for you. For Fanboy Tone. It's party. For Draston. I'm the dude 79. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. I'll be live Monday night with Horizon Forbidden West. Live tomorrow night to finish up Guardians of the Galaxy. And then next Wednesday, BNB returns to its Wednesday time slot. Have a great weekend. Be safe. Love y'all. Thank you for tuning in. Appreciate you. Take care.